The fact that your point of reference for the slow clap is bringing a fairy back to life is possibly the most innate thing ever to happen on this podcast. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Tanae Hughes. Not on the toilet. We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. I guess I, I should update my status as well. Uh, also not mm-hmm. on the toilet. Uh, if this is a thing Jonathan? that people wonder <laughs> while Jonathan we're is nervously gulping soda like, oh no. shit, here we go. <laughs> oh, I was thirsty. No, I, um, I'm not on the toilet either. Okay, Weird, good. man. This, this is a very important uh, parent status update uh, for well, our listen, recording I process. something... I learned something really valuable about my friendship with Jonathan today, and that is not to send jokey poopy gifts. It's just not appreciated. And yeah, um, I, it, actually, I don't like. I don't even like the shit emoji. Like that. Right. Me. <laughs> right. So I, I accidentally crossed a line. Well, um, I'm sure. I'm you sure. Definitely did not. It's I'm sure good. Jonathan will appreciate you broadcasting that to everybody. So that oh, now I don't he care. Has, I know I'm weird. Oh, oh. So yeah. now he has oh, to yeah. worry about trolls, you know, sending Don't him that stuff. Don't send him poopies. Don't do it. No, I'm I just serious. have to worry about Frank. It's the only person I have to worry about is Frank. Everybody else is nice. So it's sharks? Like- yeah, don't send sharks to me, and don't send poopies to to Jonathan. Yeah, Aaron, what do you, what can't they send to you? Uh, don't send me your nude photos. Uh, that just <laughs> freaks me I don't, out. I don't particularly <laughs> want those either. Oh my god, what have we done? Maybe I should change my intro. Should we start over? <laughs> no, you're fine. I really don't care at all. Like I don't, I don't oh, mind people god. knowing that. I'm very honest about it. Uh, it is it is definitely an interesting thing when you're like, hey, this is something that that bothers me, and people are like, oh, fun. Let's yeah. send that to you. Well, it's yeah. like Don't you were talking it. about last week about the you know you have the the people that can uh, on Sif Pop that the on that certain Patreon level can suggest can have you watch right. movies and they yeah, always sure. give you like the shittiest movies to watch. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind that though, so I don't think no, of no, that as trolling. Fine. I think of that as like fan service kind of thing, you know. Like it's, it's fun stuff. It's like you asked for it, asshole. <laughs> I think of that more of an enjoyable pain. It's like I'm going to spend a hundred dollars and make you watch a shitty movie. Yes, yeah, no, it is much appreciated uh, for sure. <laughs> Uh, let's get into it, guys. Before we dig ourselves any further of a hole, uh, we will get into this inside scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt uh, about the stuff we're sending as well. We continue with the Rick and Morty run on TV Sins with the Vat of Acid episode, mm-hmm. a uh, very strangely titled Rick and Morty, considering they didn't squeeze rick or morty's name into it which is usually kind of a thing <laughs> yeah that's been there i thought that was going to be the shtick this whole like this whole new season well but it's all I guess it's, not. it's been a thing for them really the last couple of seasons and i mean they've done it off and on since the beginning but they've made it oh, kind of a, a thing so i just got pro mortius yeah you're yeah. right i didn't think about that Interesting. yeah so anyhow the vat of apid episode the vat of apid mm-hmm. yep exactly you know, vat of the vat of acid episode uh episode the vat of acid episode episode about a vat of acid how's that the uh, new tv sins narrator everyone <laughs> Woo! <laughs> 
Uh, it is the Atkinson Dicer uh, script. Chris and I wrote on this one. Um, this is my favorite of the ones we've done. I, I love this episode. Yes. I think this episode is a blast. Um, I agree. I, I love the characters. I love those gangsters, which we talk about in the video. I think they're so hilarious. I love the thought experiment going on with the time travel that's not time travel. I love the meta-ness of that. Uh, I, I thought the the experimentation was really well done in this one. I just I had a really good time with this episode. Okay, so all of that was sort of evident in The Sins, but mm-hmm. then like what wasn't explained is were they in acid and are how? <laughs> no, they're not an acid. In fact, they're in think, Mountain oh. Dew. Yeah, I think we mentioned okay, Mountain okay. Dew in the video. Yeah, you I, do. You say yeah. that, that that was one of my favorites. Was uh, what is it? Sound does not doesn't travel through Mountain Dew this well. Like you guys are so certain. <laughs> Sound does not travel through Mountain That's Dew. That's right. We did the experiments. I filled up a, a kiddie pool with Mountain Dew. Which is I guess funny, because I have, I... I have Mellow Yellow. This is not Mountain uh-huh. Dew. But... No. Sound travels fine guess... through Mellow Yellow. It's just the Mountain Dew yep. that... I hadn't um, watched the episode, so I couldn't tell if that was calling acid Mountain Dew for fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So, that makes yeah. sense. Um, man, we had a good time with this one. It's I, I, I think I've said this before. Uh, stuff I love is, is my favorite stuff to sin, and that's going to be evident actually in both of our TV Sins uh, episodes this week. Uh, but yeah, I, I had a really good time with this one. What did Chris have to say? Because I, I think Chris wrote in uh, some thoughts on this one as well. Oh, yeah. That's something I do. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's something that I should probably immediately be prepared to do because I do it every week. But am I ready? No. Well, then we'll go to so, we'll go to Jonathan. Jonathan, what are your thoughts on uh, this <laughs> that's episode? Like, that's like live reporter. Like <laughs> My thoughts yeah, on she's well, not the available. episode. Let's go to Jonathan. <laughs> I agree with everything you said about the episode itself. I thought it was very funny. It was um it was a nice uh reprieve. Yeah, I think it was better than the other. Was this the fourth episode or the third one? I'm third. So lost. Third. I think yeah. this is the third. Yeah. And I think it's probably like just going back and trying to think about the the first half of this season, which I actually didn't watch that long ago. I think this is probably the best episode of the season. I agree. I think yeah. Um, I think it's best. Episode this felt of season like four. one of those like this felt like one of those powerhouse episodes you got from like the first or second season. And I even loved in the video how you talk about like when they go, uh, they show the classroom. <laughs> you have that sin about yeah, like, about about you know missing the season one, even if the show is only in season four, and then you're like wait that's every show (laughs) it really is when i started to think about it i was like i was like wait every show i love is this way i get to season four and i'm like remember how you used to be cool in season one um is this the episode that you last week were saying you and chris got into like a really like conversation about was it time travel oh yeah yelling at each other they were calling each other names (laughs) yeah yeah the gloves really Uh, came off called him mr poopy shorts a couple times Mm -hmm. hey listen if he's gonna be you know copping that attitude he's gonna get a poopy shorts out of me that's just that's just what happens (laughs) um yeah no why is the word poopy so funny (laughs) <laughs> well, we've used it like a dozen times in this podcast already. So, do not drink if with the word "poopy" on this episode. <laughs> oh no! Uh, so yeah, no, this is the one where we were going back and forth about the scientific idea of what they were doing here because gotcha. it is something that is clearly they think they're explaining it, and yet it's clearly not explained to where it's not confusing but is it something that could be not confusing are are they intentionally trying to make it a little confusing or is it just the concept that i'm not grasping it it's it's probably right. both 
you know, and that's why yeah. I wrote that sin. So well, yeah, there were, yeah. Of, there were you know, which I'm not surprised. I saw some comments in the comment section about like them questioning like what they thought it was, but mm-hmm. and actually some of the comments made perfect sense, but I don't believe the episode explained it that way. So right, you guys, I think right. you guys nailed it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I liked how you guys got into that, and I did. I did find Chris's comments, and he talks about it a little bit too. Um, he talked about this being the best new. Uh, the best episode of the new season because of the gangster characters at the beginning, which we kind of already covered. So I'll jump into the middle of what he said. The fun of sending this episode. And the one thing that gives you a terrible headache is deconstructing how the save point remote works. Once it's revealed that the save point is actually a parallel dimension where the same things that are happening in the current dimension in that Morty has been sacrificing other Mortys to go to the other dimensions. And then all the science that starts to fall apart in amusing ways for us. This episode is not meant to be digested this way. You're just supposed to accept the parameters and experience the laws. But for us, it became one of those tasks where describing what the episode is saying and describing our interpretation of what it's saying and then finding sins for it is a monumental but fun task. Yeah, we yeah, that and that is when we were going back and forth really trying to okay, when the episode says this, what do they mean? How do we interpret that? And I I think we did the best we could with what yeah. they gave us. I and I think at the fine. end of the day, you know, the the part where it says you somehow managed to find something more confusing than time travel is my feeling coming out <laughs> of this. It's like, congratulations, you avoided time tra- time travel by finding something even more abstract and confusing confusing yeah so that was really well that was really well done yeah it's, the, the both could be true you know that whole thing that you said yep i force gumped it yeah uh, you did at, at the end of that. <laughs> we should force gump more things i don't know what that means <laughs> isn't he the one doesn't Forrest have the line where it's like or both both things could be true in that and then a force gump thing? i believe you i i haven't seen that movie in so long all right i don't know fair enough uh what about the video itself guys what did you think um, I enjoyed it uh, very much so. Um, I like that you guys took the sin off for the gangsters, which we already kind of talked about. But those gangsters were just phenomenal. Yeah, we so didn't even fun. play that part. And we're at, like at the very end, right before Morty jumps up, when he's like, "Okay, we're gonna call a bone doctor and figure this shit out." <laughs> it's like, so funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, pointing out the two plus two equation on the chalkboard, I thought was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then I think my favorite thing though was, "Does it matter?" garlic bread <laughs> uh, i don't know who did that one i don't know where that thought process came from but it was beautiful it's a uh it's a callback to the does it matter lasagna from the first rick and morty uh and no, it's i didn't even think about that and so i i was just like this is this is another one of those does it matter and then non sequitur uh that i was thinking and i was like well let's just go with the whole italian meal shall we so, uh, oh, so- okay <laughs> I, I had just totally forgotten about that no that's perfect breadsticks yeah. But I just, I just, I just love random stuff like that. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's fun stuff. What about you, Danae? Um, I, you guys have mentioned a lot already. Pointing out, it's actually going to be in both uh, Rick and Morty, and then also Birds of Prey. Pointing out how silly it is to just not shoot when you can shoot. It actually happens in rush hour as well. You know, it happens all the time. Yeah, and it's something that I never really have thought about before. Obviously, it's to keep whomever alive alive when they're supposed to be alive and Mm -hmm. kill others whenever it's convenient for the the plot but uh it's still something that whenever i see it send it's it's one of those that's like oh my god oh my gosh yeah they should just kill him now (laughs) so it's kind of like like plays off the same thing where you um you have bad guys that are trying to kill the the protagonist the entire movie just i mean trying to just destroy them and kill them and then once they finally get them they want to talk yeah. And tell them their yep. plan. 
which gives the <laughs> the good person time to get away or yep. whatever. Um, I also like the fan service. I haven't seen this much fan service callback humor since Jeremy's college girlfriend narrated the Prometheus School of Not Lap Dancing 40 <laughs> Seconds of Logos. I was, I was just, that was such a turning in on itself so many yeah. times that you're just like, yeah, this is this is a fun ride. So that yeah. was good. Yeah. Um, that needs to be on maybe a shirt in our store. <laughs> um, and then the run from the narrator about why you care so much and mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just working through something. I'm not Jeremy. Yeah, and then that you're not Jeremy. I don't have to listen to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't have to listen to you. Yeah, that I loved that run, and then for it to translate down into the comments uh, to see people being like, "Okay, not Jeremy. If you're not Jeremy, who are you?" And then the fun. There was just a lot of fun comments in (laughs) in that vein. That guy that was like, this might be weird, but what's your name? Like, I don't know yeah. why yeah. it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, that was fun because, yeah, that was Jer- uh, Gerard uh, said, this may yeah. be weird, but what's your name, non-Jeremy, since you're sticking around? <laughs> Love the episode, yeah. by the way. And so I just responded, uh, you know, with uh, some people call me Aaron. Many people call me Dicer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would be honored to be your non-Jeremy uh, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> and so now in the rest of the comments, you will see people call me non-Jeremy. Non-Jeremy. And even yeah. in other videos now now people are like oh hey it's non-jeremy narrating this one or whatever i'm like oh great so this is this uh, so officially i am non-jeremy which is good which is fine yeah andre was like non-jeremy okay that's what it is onward to more videos chop chop get back to it <laughs> like it was so fun um there was other fun things you know other fun uh for us fun i, th- I think the fans are picking up because like scott corin put in the comments about uh, Jeremy being sick because his best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid who's going with that girl who saw Jeremy pass out at 31 Flavors last night and that's why he's not narrating anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so they're kind of having fun creating these... I don't know. It's, it's turned from this more serious stuff to the obviously silly stuff. Yeah, I and I don't, I don't know how it's happening, but I love it. <laughs> so. I didn't see that one. That's a great... I love the Ferris Bueller throat send-off. That's awesome. Yeah. In the, in the category of, of uh, little mistakes that just are going to irk me for the rest of my life, calling carbon dioxide uh, carbon monoxide instead of dioxide is just one of those uh. little things that's just like, ah, oh, screwed that up. Nobody caught it. You know, just those. It's almost like a it's almost yeah. like a, a typo, right? When there's a typo and you're like, why didn't I catch that? And it's just, you know. Because mm-hmm. we're just hearing when we're reviewing it, we just saw carbon and eyed and it just. Yeah, you know, no, that totally. Just, just it went in her brain like that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, carbon eyed. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, but great job. It's uh, been, appreciate uh, that. This continues to be fun. Um, it, this continues to be a fun, what do you call it? Contemporaneous? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Contemporaneous sinning. I'm so proud of myself for remembering that word. <laughs> it's finally sticking after all of these weeks. <laughs> it's been, I really enjoy it. And I think you guys are doing a really great job. I, uh, I get to be on the next Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. If it if if everything goes according to plan for next week and it was so nerve wracking because I'm following all of you guys and I'm just being like, OK, it's my turn to step to the plate. So yeah. um, it's, well, it's crazy. I mean, to- it's nerve wracking for me, though, because Chris and Aaron just get this show more than I do. So like I'm always just like I'm you know, yeah. they're, they're going to they're going to knock down everything I say. Well, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's like how they are as people. <laughs> 
I actually, I questioned the spaceship, which I think that sin was perfect, but I questioned the spaceship in the garage and I was, I felt proud of myself. Cause like, well, he does have another lab because they're in episode true. blah, blah, blah. That's true. <laughs> that I watched recently. But, uh, but then Chris is like, yeah, but how would he get it down there? I'm like, fair point. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I was saying. Like seeing, seeing this episode, uh, you and Chris taking over another, um, a script. It's just, it's intimidating and so fun. So well done. Uh, appreciate that. Um, it was uh, a lot of fun to do, and I'm, I'm excited we're doing this. We should probably start thinking about like what's coming out soon that we want to try this again with. You know, like another contemporaneous inning. Like the the pressure of it is interesting because mm-hmm. we don't have any other uh, script that we do like that where it's like, okay, we got to rock this in 24 hours. You know, and yeah. so there's kind of yeah. a real fun element to that pressure. Uh, and so I'm excited to kind of think of what we might yeah. do that with I next. Think, uh, I think Real Housewives of something is coming off. <laughs> So oh my god you Thanks, stop Jonathan. it right now hey, before we move on though can <laughs> yeah. i say that there was a comment on the rick and morty thread from mimi lord and it said or meme lord it said you should send avatar the last airbender now that it's on netflix <laughs> well what a great transition because <laughs> i only had to wait two days there buddy uh yeah avatar <laughs> the last airbender was the other one we did um I, we, you know, we didn't know we didn't know this was coming on Netflix though when we decided to do it, right? Oh yes, we did. Yeah, no, oh, that was we the did. Plan. Okay, okay. Yeah. I didn't know. In, I guess. In fact, it was originally scheduled to release when it dropped on Netflix oh, a week okay. before, mm-hmm. but we moved some stuff around because we're trying. To, we have to be flexible with this Rick and Morty stuff, and then we've got uh, merch promos going on and that kind of thing. So, and by the way, uh, Danae's doing incredible work with new merch, which I think oh you'll God. be able to see by the time you hear this, right? Like by the time yeah. people hear this, there'll be new merch up on the store. So there's new merch like, the stores whenever this airs and um as this airs there's also a sale going on so uh you can at the time of airing it will be code ding for 10% off but um cool if you're if you're listening to this in the future you will still have really cool merch to go check out and if you're a member, you also can get access to discounts there, too. So we can talk about that later, though. But yeah. Janae has done an insane amount of great work on this. And so Thanks, you, guys. Should, you should buy her some merch as well. <laughs> Hell yeah. Her yes. address is... Get me a pair of leggings. <laughs> <laughs> Those leggings do look comfy. Man, I'm so excited. I, but here's the thing. I want to spend all of my money on so much merch. This, we're getting distracted. We're getting distracted. Anyway, no, just this, be- this episode was supposed to come out... Last really week. close to when yeah exactly yeah but gotcha. uh but either way it dropped and i have to say uh the in this changes week to week this may be one of my favorite sins videos we've ever done on tv sins i and it's probably again because i love this show so much uh and the fans have responded in such a fun way in the comments and that always helps me as well when like mm-hmm. fans of the product get it and there are so many last uh, Airbender fans who get what we do and are enjoying it and in the thank comments. God. And thank yeah. God, I was <laughs> and a, so and a intimidated. Lot of people watched it, so if you that's a that's a good rule. When if you want to see more videos from the same show, uh, get a lot of people to watch the video, and maybe yeah. maybe we'll no, maybe for we'll real. do it. Sure. <laughs> so this was a uh, Dicer Hughes script, very intentionally because both Danae and I uh, do love the show and have watched all of the show, and so we took a crack at it uh, and. How had a good time um danae why don't you talk about your love for the show first before we get into the the video yeah, and stuff no one's gonna get to drink on this I was, <laughs> that's right the, i was um really 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 sick 
when Aaron Dicer told me that I needed to watch this show. And um, and that's the I, only way I ever get her to watch anything is if she's really, really sick. <laughs> I have nowhere to go. I'm, I was bedridden. And I think I was sick for probably about a week. Uh, and so I literally binged all of Avatar in that time frame when I wasn't feeling well. From morning until night, days and days and days in a row... I just laid in bed and watched Avatar and it was really wonderful. It made me want to be sick even longer. (laughs) (laughs) And it's one of those shows where when it ends, you ache because you're not ready to let the characters go Mm. and you're not ready to say goodbye to a storyline. And I've actually experienced that in some other shows, too. And it's a real uh, in my my podcast, not another D&D podcast that I've raved about many, many times. They just wrapped up their final episode and I cried because every week I tune in to listen to the next installment and mm-hmm. follow the story. And then all of a sudden it's not there anymore. And it's just an, an incredibly emotional experience. It happens with books as well. Oh, yeah. You know, you read you read a series of books and you're just so involved yeah. and you're Aaron so absorbed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, Aaron, the reader. so many books. Uh, and, and, you know, for books, it's even almost more intense because you're world building in your imagination. And so uh, you're really attached to the things that you have come to like see in your imagination. And then all of a sudden the series is over. You're finished with the books and there's nowhere to go. It's it's and it's a it's a real emotional experience. And so when you're binging something like Avatar while you're not well and you're like. Instead of focusing on your illness, you're focusing on this beautiful story. It was one of the coolest watching experiences for me. And so I was very, very, very intimidated to sin it (laughs) because (laughs) I love it. Um, And also, since I started working with you guys uh, almost a year ago is when we're coming up on my started to submit test scripts time frame. Um, And for TV sins, Avatar is always in the comment section. It's always been asked for. And there's Mm -hmm. always someone who says they would never dare. And so I'm like, oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's just one of those you just don't want to get wrong. And you want to find that playful middle ground of doing the sins that are fun, but like also like truly sins and uh, and also have a little bit of fan service, too. And I thought we did. I had a really good time with it because I going back into that world, watching the first episode, it made me want to just right back into it and just binge it all over again. So I'm going to take sick leave next week. And um, <laughs> I thought you were taking sick leave to choose a phone. Now you're taking sick leave to uh, to, <laughs> to watch right. to watch Avatar again uh, on my phone. <laughs> I I fell in love with this show right from the beginning, uh, and I think that was even more evident in watching this episode again. This closely is how quickly this show gets you into its world building and how deep that world building is quickly. And I love it when a property can set up its rules concisely and clearly right from the beginning. And you're just like, okay, I'm I'm with you. I'm in your world. And uh, Last Airbender does that really, really well. And so, yeah, I, I really had a good time revisiting this and and going through mm-hmm. it. Did you did you end up watching Korra too? The yeah. Sequel? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think I finished Korra, which is it's one of the my shame never got back to it. I don't remember why, but uh, I don't think I ever actually finished. Maybe even had one season to go, and so I haven't put a little pin in that one. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Honestly, it might be because I don't want it to end again. Right. There's like an emotional yeah. thing there. Where it's like, I, I don't know if I can go through this again, but now it's been long enough that I could probably go back and put a pin in it. But yes, I watched almost every single episode of Cora and I loved that too. I, I love that one a lot. 
Um, yeah, there was did. actually a question in the comments from Dragon King who asked, "Did any of you watch the sequel series Legends of Korra? And if so, what did you think? And if not, what, you know, let me know. Uh, I would totally recommend it. I would absolutely recommend. Yeah, it. Yeah, I loved Korra as well, and it does something really smart that a lot of sequels don't do, where it completely resets the table. It jumps yeah. like two generations, and yeah. so it's one of that those... was actually hard for me though. Yeah, but, well, because your fan brain wants all I the people you it. know and yeah. love, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're, you're... it's needed. It's so smart, though, because you need to have separation because you right. don't want to just it needs to stand on its own. And I think it really, really does. Well, especially when the you sequel, though, I typically prefer sequels over prequels when they do TV yeah. shows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's your experience, Jonathan, with this? Oh, uh, I've never this... I watched this episode because I was the shadow on the on the script, but um, I had never seen it. I haven't even and I know you say this there. It really is apples and oranges because uh they didn't do a good job with the movie but that's the only m night movie i've never seen yeah um i just i don't know when not, you hear that bad a movie's that bad i don't know that i want to go spend two I'm, hours with it i'm not sure what you're talking about um, yeah i know i know that's why i almost <laughs> didn't bring it up but i just i bring that up to say i have no experience with this series um yeah i liked it i liked the episode I don't know that I'm going to just, you know, go binge it on Netflix right away. Uh, but I could, I'll, I might watch it down the road. I might show it to my daughter and see what she thinks. Maybe yeah. it's something we could watch together. But um, no, but I, I get it. I mean, it's, it's, I, I can see where the world building is going and uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's a nice show. I don't yeah. know what else to say. Cause I only have that one episode to talk about. I had um, somebody uh, start watching it recently and got back with me after the first episode and they were like, Oh, this is a kid's show. And I was like, yeah, maybe I should have prepared you for that a, a little bit better too whereas like the humor in this show is very much like kid humor like it is yeah. it is definitely a show that knows its target audience what's beautiful about it is that it it appeals to uh, adults i think because it's the world building is so deep and so the well, character the world work, building yeah yeah the um I think you were going here, so feel free to just take it, no, take it saying, back over. No, no, no. The world building and the character work in this show are so intricate and beautiful that I think adults connect to it in a real way. So, yeah. One of the things I love to see that a show can do is have depth to it. And I think one of the things that if you haven't, if, you've, if you're thinking about going in and watching a G-rated Nickelodeon anime, <laughs> you're like, ah, is that something I'm really interested in? As an adult, the themes of... Um, friendship and value and all of that are it's really kind of just nice to watch that stuff develop and it's not something they shove down your throat it's where you're watching it and you're seeing like a redemption story you know kind of start to develop you're like wow this is a different take on where i thought it was going to be going and um just that there's some challenges that come up with them personally that they talk about and i don't know they do a really good job i think of sort of bringing in those elements to the character work like you were talking about so i would definitely recommend it and it's a good watch with kids if you do have kids and you want to just watch something with them yes it's definitely geared towards them but sometimes that's like a nice little palate cleanser for our you know our psyche our our soul, our spirit, or whatever you want to call it. Know, these just... days, something like that sounds more pleasant. I know Aaron was talking mm-hmm. last week about not really watching as many dramas and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of in that same boat. So Yeah, it's, it's kind of nice to just have some sort of an input. And this is definitely one where it's got really fun action and really interesting uses of, you know, uh, martial arts and magic. Mm-hmm. And though it's not magic. Thirsty it's, kids. It's <laughs> 
kids that are thirsty. Uh, yes, maybe that's a good place children. to transition into the, the video itself, Jonathan. Uh, since you didn't write on it, why don't you start us off over some of your thoughts on the video? Um, yeah, I love the uh, scrotum lamps, as always, you know, <laughs> pleasant. We've got, a lot of lamp, we've got a lot of lamp sends recently, yeah. by the way. That's one where, like... You know, you guys talk about like, oh, you know, that's a sin because your perspective as a woman, I would have never thought about that. Scrotum lamps is mine, is, is the equivalent. I would have never seen those as scrotum lamps. Uh, I love the one where the character said, I haven't lost hope, and then, but you have lost your eyelashes. <laughs> and then the, the only other one, I, the, the other one I had written down was um, the so incest then. And the reason that was kind of funny was because at first, I, that was one I actually suggested you guys might want to cut. Yeah. If you were looking to cut something and then you both were just like, no, we really like the incest said we want that incest. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, guys, like, it's fine. That makes us sound so I was just fucked a up. Well, it was it was it was kind of like you guys are really adamant about this. That's cool. But no, but it totally works. I mean, especially with Jeremy's brain. It totally works. Oh, my God. Well, there was yeah. another one, too. I, I thought that the sin just went on too long. And like there was the one where it ended with. And Olaf died. And I think I had suggested maybe taking off and Olaf died. And then Danae fought for that. So I was like, no, that's fine. And then, but then the way Jeremy read it, like in the content, it worked so beautifully. I think I even made a note, like, I'm glad you fought for this one because yeah. Yeah, it worked really um, well. That's actually a, a nod to the NADPOD. They have, um, <clears throat> so they mm. release their weekly episodes and then they have another episode for members of them like recapping it behind the scenes, like what the players were thinking when X, Y, Z happened and the story and things like that. So like more behind the scenes, like kind of what we do, actually. Yeah. And um, they have this recurring thing that they started to do where they just they literally start the show up. We've been like, Olaf dies. And, and I don't. <laughs> it's so funny to me. So as soon as this one kicked off and it's yeah. like water fire and i'm like oh my god and then of course i send frozen yeah. so i just i had to put olaf dies well, in that once, movie once you said it was a reference that's two and i was like yeah keep it then because i like yeah. i like references like that it's always <laughs> cool we have a really weird reference and uh something that's coming up and i was just like and aaron was like no we can totally keep that in like one person might get it but um yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love those starfish sins. Yeah. Yeah. The, go. I was going to say, I couldn't remember what it was called because I always get it wrong. So I was like, yeah, you got to love those sock sins. <laughs> you know, those <laughs> socks that you find just hanging out. Well, what about you, Danae? What is uh, some of the stuff from the video you wanted to bring up? I loved how you approached the whole like, okay, let me clear up what this is. It's referencing this. It has nothing to do with the movie. Like, just how you worded, like, it also, like, it, I love the cleverness of, of the sin but about. You- there was some appreciation for the uh, disconnect from the M. Night movie. People, uh, I, I think that's like a universal Last Airbender fan thing. It's just like, can we just pretend mm-hmm. that movie doesn't exist? Yeah, but how you wrote it was really fun. Just putting it there in the title, I really enjoyed. I also really liked your sin about Laura and Larry Penguin um, <laughs> getting written a really long distance. Because when I was watching it, I was like, man, where are those penguins going to go? But I didn't think about making a sin of it. So uh-huh. reading the script and seeing yeah. it in there, I, I really liked I like that a lot. It's just the complete um, disregard they have to ride those penguins miles from their <laughs> flag, and they just leave them. <laughs> they just don't it's care. such a fun sequence because the music is going, and uh-huh, yeah. But who's going to think of the penguins? We will. That's who. We will. Aaron does. Uh, there was a collaborative effort with the bangering, which is a reference to yeah, uh, the voice actor. One, yeah. Um, which I'm going to talk a, like, just real super briefly in keeping tabs about that. But I really enjoyed like the help of figuring out how to word that to where it was fun to kind of reference. I got to slide in a little bit of 
note of the first female writer into the script on yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah. That was um, good. And I couldn't figure out how to do it well uh, until I was like, oh, maybe Jeremy would be okay with making fun of himself for getting caught dicking around, you know? Right. So, uh, and and he, you know, because like we will submit obviously our script, but, you know, ultimately if the narrator is not wanting to read it because it doesn't hit them, it won't be read. So there's, in my mind, there's always a chance like, oh, I'm not going to do that one. So... Uh, and that's actually shifting for Aaron, too. Like, we're writing now for multiple voices. And so it's really interesting to go through that process. Yeah. And this is this one and, like, others, like D&D references and stuff. I always wonder if it'll get to Jeremy, who is our archetype, you know, for the for the content we do. And he'll think, that's nothing to do with what we do. And he'll cut it. So <laughs> It's I funny. When you said that, though, I was thinking you were meaning, like, we're, we try to slip stuff in, like, go fuck yourself, San Diego, or, like, from Anchorman. <laughs> like, we're trying to make him, like, it's like, they, he reads everything. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. no, no. Just more, more like, does he want to, does he want to open the door like this Does he want to give a peek behind the curtain like we make the yeah. staff jokes and stuff like that but and then we've we've called out jonathan uh mm-hmm. for being a creep although accidentally <laughs> um i accidentally I, and, did that to myself yeah, <laughs> yeah and so this one's sort of the first time that i've been referenced on that kind of scale i think if I remember correctly. So that was kind of fun for me to do. What about you, Aaron? We referenced you a little bit in Outlander with listening yeah. to, with the, uh, you know, haven't heard a, a female curse like this was the line or whatever. And That's like, right. you should listen to Behind the Sins podcast. Yeah. As soon as that came out of my mouth, I was like, wait, I think there was another one. So I'm glad <clears throat> you remembered that one. Yeah. Yeah. My, my first reference uh, was the very first script I ever wrote on. Uh, Jeremy wrote my name into it. It was the nut job, I think. And uh, he was something about, like, can't we get Dicer in here to do something? And I was like, dude, you just wrote my name into a script. What are you doing? He's like, we do that around here. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we do that. Uh, so, yeah. So it's it's the always fun. Job. Yeah, man. Uh, Can you imagine your first say- sin script being the nut job? <laughs> <laughs> Mine was, my first cinema sins was, was Annabelle. <laughs> there you go. Not much better. <laughs> um, as far as before you goes. before you show yours, I did want to say I really enjoyed the outtake uh, that I that when when the seal lions or whatever they are like sort of go. Oh. Mm-hmm. It super reminded me of Dark Crystal, and so I really loved that outtake. No, that it's great. I favorites. love the outtakes in this one. Just like all around the water buffalo, just works yeah, so perfectly, and people are just <laughs> loving, you know, kind of that tip to their childhood kind of thing. It did make me wonder: could we at TV Sins do a Veggie Tales episode? Do you think that would even be like? I don't. I don't know if I feel comfortable sending Jesus. <laughs> well, I just want to. Just send I don't vegetables. know that I've ever actually seen one because I definitely wasn't young enough and didn't have kids at the time when that was like a thing. Listen, listen. There is no way. It. There is no way you could make that many chocolate bunnies that quickly. All right, like I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> yeah, I what think there's definitely. Do? Was it just vegetables talking about Jesus? Is that what it yep. was? Pretty yep. much. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. It's but actually like, a like, really good show. It's actually like really smart and fun. I but, mean, yeah. As popular as it is, I'm sure it is. I mean, I'm sure there's quality behind it. You know, you don't get that popular without something. But um, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Anyhow, I just, I just wonder who thought. came up with that. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> who came, somebody who, came who up? was somebody who loves Jesus and was also very high. <laughs> yeah, and and is very rich now. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, man, I I could go off on Veggie Tales history on you guys right now uh, if if that was where we were headed. But I gotta keep I gotta. 
keep my eye on the prize here. We got a podcast to do, but yeah, Phil Vischer is a very interesting person and uh, and one of my favorite humans uh, who has walked the planet. Uh, so Ooh. yeah, it would it would be it would be interesting to to have that conversation. Do you want to do a mini but, pod on it? You want to do a bonus? <laughs> no, episode? no, no. But we there should be... say, bottom line, no show is without sin. That is true. That's right. Yeah. It could That's be right. Done. It could be done. Jesus can be without sin. The show itself, <laughs> super sinny. Um, Aaron, what about you? Uh, I had to mention some of my uh, favorite puns. Uh, anger issues, uh, I think, worked yes. out really, really well. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, I also uh, enjoyed Jeremy's delivery was perfect on the uh, the not with that attitude you can't, uh, which is one of my favorite things to say when people say like the most ridiculous things they can't do that they obviously can't do. Uh, and so that may be popping up in more scripts when that happens. Uh, Thirsty Ang was was definitely funny to me because he is just like immediately in love with her and just like it's he's he's got a boner he's uh, he's he's he likes penguins and he likes i mean he's been frozen for how many years at this point a hundred yeah a hundred and And i don't know if he's actually frozen because i watched it over and over and i think the area around him was frozen gotcha but it lets out air whenever it opens up and so i think he was in case he was in an air bubble encased in ice okay. but gotcha. it's not really clear at least at this point and i don't remember from watching it if it's ever explained and i didn't research it so uh i we got to see something that has always bugged me and when tv shows do to be continued at the end of the episode and it's like yeah <laughs> like we didn't think you were done so. well yeah and i like that you did that because that just that wasn't like there was i noticed that when i watched it i was like that was a weird place to put it to be continued because like, it wasn't was even no- a cliffhanger yeah there was no like there was nothing where i was like oh my god can't what happens next <laughs> you know <laughs> which is usually what that like somebody's about to die or somebody gets shot like that's when it kind of makes sense but yeah you're right i mean in in theory like to be continued is kind of silly the uh the ang is a liar uh got a love in the comments too which i really like it because of things that happen later in mm-hmm. uh in the series uh, a lot of people bringing up the great divide uh and uh so yeah it's 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 fun to see those things take on a life of their own so like i said i i had a really great time with this one uh i will mention also flying bison a lot of people trying to explain the flying bison to me and <laughs> I get it. I totally understand. I think we even say in the sin that we know that the bison are airbenders, like that they can bend air. But there's a difference between bending air to to float a glider and bending air to elevate a a buffalo, like a bison. Like that's just this. This reminds me of when we send X Men, and it's like Storm's whole like and. Yeah. wind envelope thing yeah, right, and yeah, trying exactly. to explain how you're going to like okay so how does that work exactly <laughs> yeah uh and you already mentioned the the hook thing which i think you're going to mention again later so yeah it's I, I had a lot of fun with this one uh let's move on to lady gaga ariana grande on music video sins with the song rain on me um what did you guys think of this song it will not leave my head i don't know that i it's pretty it, catchy but it's been it's been stuck in my head for a couple of days. Yeah. I don't think it's I, bad. I watched it. I clicked, I clicked the video super fast whenever it popped up on YouTube because I knew it was coming and I was really curious about what it would mm-hmm. sound like. And I don't know. I was a little disappointed in it. I don't know why. Yeah. It is catchy. It is catchy. Um, it's very poppy. And... But I don't know. I don't know what I was hoping for. But I don't know that that was like it. Uh, I guess seeing Gaga and Ariana together is... 
kind of a neat thing because there's obviously two powerhouses and to hear their different voices singing together i I love collaborations and being able to hear how people sing together um so but yeah it was really interesting video too because i think the concept is that you know they're crying that the tears are the rain and they're stabbing into you because of pain that's been caused i think that's kind of the general vibe yeah, but, no, the the message of the song is is really kind of beautiful. Um the, Tell us more. Well, there I I did research a little bit of, of kind of their their intent versus what I took. When I first heard it, I I heard the same thing you did. The idea of the, you know, which is not a new metaphor. Rain is pain right. is definitely not a new metaphor. It's been done many, many times. Uh visualizing it as raining daggers, that's interesting to me. I found that very mm-hmm. compelling. Um, but they also talked about the fact that talking about the, the line, I forget what the line in the song is, something about I'd rather be dry, uh, but I ma- made it through the rain or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. I can look it up. But they also talked about that having to do with uh, drinking as well. Like the idea that pain is also associated with drinking alcohol and flushing like away that pain. Abuse. Yeah, those kind of things. And the idea of how do you deal with uh, self-medication in those ways is kind of layered in there as well. And it's a lot deeper than I than I thought at first glance, uh, at least you know coming from them. And their relationship was really interesting in this. There's some good articles on kind of the mentorship, menteeship kind of thing between Gaga and Ariana or Ari Ganga, I guess maybe we can call them together uh that that happened with this song so um yeah i i I think message wise it's it's pretty compelling that's interesting i just the song is fine but i'm kind of like danae there's just something about it it kind of feels like they're just going through the motions and it just feels like it was patched together from previous lady gaga so i don't know it just not lazy i don't think anything lady gaga does is lazy but um it just felt a little for her it felt a little g- generic yeah, yeah uh, just the sound the, and everything yeah. to it but yeah but it's catchy it's fine it's not gonna like i'm not gonna put it in my, my top 10 gaga songs or anything uh who who I actually wasn't a huge fan of when she first came out i become a fan of hers and mm-hmm. in and th- going back and revisiting her material yeah realizing how how interesting some of it was because when she first came out i just wasn't i was kind of off pop i guess at that point in my life and then mm-hmm. now that i've kind of gotten back into it working on music video sense having a daughter uh, or having a kid who gets into pop music uh she's one that's definitely stepped up quite a bit in my mind and just that super bowl performance really sold me on her right because it, it, good god just anyone that can do that for like 20 minutes straight i know uh, you're amazing and that's one thing that I that's one thing I like about watching Gaga's videos and everything yeah. is just she is such a performer mm-hmm. and um I really appreciate that and I didn't know that about Taylor Swift. She's one that grew on me later mm-hmm. also like where I was like, "Oh, eh, whatever." And then I saw her in concert and um then I was super blown away cuz yeah. just being able to have the stamina to do this massive performance sound fantastic. Uh, connect with your audience in a way that's really powerful to be able to do. And Gaga mm-hmm. is is like she's like that, and she's a voice for a lot of people who don't have a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really vocal about uh, she and Taylor Swift, I guess, are both kind of similar in that way. Uh, so I I like Lady Gaga. I really like her artistry. It's obviously meant to be jarring and bold, and then watching her trajectory uh, is just fascinating to me she's somebody that i really think is pretty awesome you know and And like beyonce is up there too right yeah well i was gonna say who made my trifecta is the extremely relevant kid rock Um, oh my god (laughs) 
No one is going to get that. No, no one's going to get no. that. I don't even know if that'll be in outtakes. It probably so will. We'll, Who knows? We'll just leave that there. Oh, my God. If not, it'll be a conversation next week, right? Maybe. So we'll, Maybe. we'll be able to hit on that one. I'm not, I'm not a Kid Rock fan. For uh, oh, my listen. God. What did uh, What did Barrett have to say about uh, Lady Ana Gagrande? <laughs> what was that? Lady Ana Gagrande. <laughs> Um, he said this should be a pretty fucking classic collaboration considering the pop clout between Ariana Grande Gananglangade and Lady Gaga. <laughs> but the song is super forgettable. This is a video that I fully intended to just watch first and then do some other work and then come back to it and write a script. But I wrote the first two within the first five seconds of the video and I was off and running. This was probably completed in about a half an hour or an hour and a half. Sorry. Let me make sure to give him his props for the amount of time you put in there. Apologize. And I don't mean um, like the half acidly. Sometimes the words just flow out of you. But yeah, it's raining daggers and then Gaga's head is in a toilet bowl and then Aria shows up like she's a fairy from the Matrix and the video is just fucking silly. I don't mind silly videos, but this one seemed pointless. And also, um, I did enjoy finally, quote unquote, giving up on sending Ariana's dictation or diction. I got a little animated when I finally narrated, fuck your dictionary. Anyway, I wish this was uh, better all around, but I still had some fun with it. Very nice. I, I loved that. That was my probably my favorite. My favorite. That was a lot of fun. The slow the clap. clapping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, at first I didn't know what was happening. Did you guys have that too? Yeah. No, I, I mean, knew, I mean, I knew I, pretty quickly. I, I reviewed the edit, so I I was I had oh, read the okay. script. I had read the script, so I I've was just aware seen of it, but... I've seen too many sports movie slow clap uh, builds yeah. to not know what was going on. <laughs> I couldn't figure out. I, I, okay, I'm going to tell you guys the truth. Even though this is embarrassing. At first, I thought it was ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> Like he had just stopped and played ping pong for a second. Which yeah. you have no idea how fitting that is for Barrett because Barrett <laughs> loves ping pong, by the way. Well, like that is not had, a joke. That is it not had the kind of like ping pong, <laughs> ping pong, ping pong. And then I and I stopped to write something down and then I watched it again and I still hadn't completed the sin. I, yeah. I delayed that. So then when I finally figured it out, I was like, oh, this is like one of those fairy clap moments where you could bring a fairy back to life kind of a thing. So <laughs> I've never heard of that the, before, but yeah. I the fact that your point of reference for the slow clap is bringing a fairy back to life is possibly the most Danae thing ever to happen on this podcast. Yeah, That's <laughs> it, it, the best. I didn't know what the you know, a slow thing. clap. Like where you bring well, fairies back to like, life, uh, guys. No, I, I thought it was like I thought it was like, you know, like in the shows where it's like um you don't believe in something and so it dies. Sure, yes. And so then I and then I was like everyone's just no no no, you can do it, Barrett. Like kind of that thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I always yes. think of it more as like in T V shows and stuff where somebody gives like a speech or something mm-hmm. and then yeah. just everybody's dead silent and then all of a sudden one person starts. Yeah. 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 That's the slow clap. Uh, and fairies and fairies of of course of course <laughs> she was wearing wings in my defense yeah, fairy on a grande yeah she absolutely was fairy on a grande in this uh what about the video itself i guess i'll start um the uh the not pictured teardrops was really the only thing other than I the one you that. mentioned with the the slow mm-hmm. clap uh really, really stood out to me what about you guys um when i was watching the video uh and it was gaga's head in this like circular thing i was thinking is this a one of those clothes washers you know that has like the bubble that you can watch it but she's on the inside of this washing machine Mm -hmm. i couldn't figure it out so i was really glad to see barrett's take on it in the in the sins video turning it into a toilet bowl because that's 
I mean, that was just like a really awkward shot. Yeah. So I, I mean, love, it triggered I, Jonathan, but, um, you know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> now I regret saying something. No, I'm <laughs> um, but I really liked the taunting the hurricane season. Like, haven't we gone through enough just yeah. yet? That was really fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the beginning, uh, why is there no quote unquote and or ampersand after the conjunctive yeah. comma? And then all of a sudden I'm like triggered to notes in my script writing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's funny, too, because Barrett's definitely, like, the... He likes Ding. correct grammar. Yes, that. he does. <laughs> like, figure out your fucking syntax. And I'm like, this is how Barrett feels about my script. <laughs> so I had to kind of calm down a little bit. Yeah. And <laughs> he's, much more, he's much more professorial, already, though. I, what about you? It. Jonathan, did you have anything else from the video? Uh, well, you mentioned that, but specifically with the syntax. I just loved how you started that. Why, why are co- collaborations separated by a comma? That was yeah. my favorite part of that whole thing. But uh, even though I know he's making fun, um, I got to mention the shout out to Raider Nation. Uh, Silver and black attack, baby. Uh, that's always that's always fun. And, you know, Gaga might even... She looks like a Raiders fan, so maybe she is. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> could be. Could be. <laughs> She's well, a huge heavy metal fan, if you guys didn't know that. Like, oh, fun. Huge heavy metal fan. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a fan of the heavier metals. Uh, all right. Let's move <laughs> on to Cinema Sins. We will go with Birds of Prey, the fantabulous something or other of Harley Quinn uh, is the full title or was the full title. And I think it changed to Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey at one point and then later changed to Live, Die, Repeat. I have no idea where the title is now. <laughs> but uh, we're going to just call it Birds of Prey. It was an Atkinson Dicer script. Chris and I wrote on this. Um, I saw Birds of Prey, obviously, uh, before I watched this. I think, Jonathan, you've seen it as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chris and I did a mini pod on it. So, yeah. uh, do we want to start with Chris's thoughts on the movie and kind of yeah. go from there? What, what did Chris have to say? Who knew? You could be 50 times better than a Suicide Squad and still somewhat lacking. (laughs) That's true. That's a good point. I like that. He said he's fine with an average or perfectly average DC movie at this point. And then he goes into a series of people's names here. So I'm going to apologize in advance for butchering it and not getting it correct. Okay. Um, Do you want us to correct you if we know? I won't remember the correction well, okay. later on. It's birds. But yes. Birds is how you say the first word. <laughs> oh, okay. Of. What's this one? B-O-O-S-T-E-D. I know what STDs are and I know what B-O-O-Bs are, but I don't know this word. What? That wasn't funny. That wasn't yeah. funny to you guys. What right, did, you, we'll did just... you spell boosted? I thought you were really asking something, yeah. so I was confused. Yeah, I was too. I was like, that's boosted. And why are you talking about STDs and boobs? I'm so confused. <laughs> Guys, I was trying to make fun that I don't know how to read. Oh, got it. it Got it. I'm the one who doesn't know how to read. You got to keep your inside (laughs) jokes. You got to keep your running jokes uh, set. Consistent. Consistent. Thank you. All right. We've had enough. It's boosted by Margot Robbie's performance and a handful of good support from Journey, Smollett, Bell, Rosie Perez, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Very well done. Very well done. Yeah, you did great. Thanks. Um, For me, there's a sin here that's probably unverifiable, but I'm fine with it. They have this big fight in an evidence room. The evidence room is so huge that there are cars in it. The only problem is there doesn't seem to be a place where cars can go in and out of the building. I ran that scene back about three or four times looking for possibilities, and I can allow that there's some garage door of some sort that the cameras didn't capture. But considering where the cars were parked... I could not see a spot where they drive them through. In many instances, if I can't absolutely verify it, I'll move on. But this seemed like they built a set, wheeled some cars into it, and forgot to build an entrance exit that would make sense. (laughs) Believe me, I watch very closely. (laughs) I love that. I kind of like it. I imagine, I guess, Chris sort of in front of this 
75 inch screen and he's got like a little magnifying glass and he's just like looking over the screen or something yeah because he said very closely in such you know big mm-hmm. bold terms um he goes on to say i even debated whether an evidence room would ha- would store cars usually they put those in a parking lot an impound of some sort like that um i think having a big set of unguarded doors or garage door would be security risk for an evidence room and i nearly wrote a whole paragraph about that but considering the scant evidence, I spared everyone that nonsense. Why did we go? I, uh, why did we go? Shut up. Okay. Because, I, because <laughs> listen, I have to read these things. I've got to make it interesting. Chris, Chris all of a sudden turned into an English you know, professor or something. If he doesn't want to be an English professor, then he needs to join us on the show. Fair enough. Fair enough. Send uh, me some audio. We'll uh, just we'll just clip their audio in. That's yeah, probably a good that. idea. We could do that. Uh, Jonathan, what about what did you think of the movie? Uh, I liked it. Uh, I didn't love it. I'm, I'm basically. I think Chris and I both gave it about. If I remember correctly, we gave it like a B minus or something. Yeah, I mean, that, that feels that's, about right. And, and I think I, I haven't watched it again, but watching the video, I mean, I saw a lot of it again, and it kind of felt about the same. I think Margot Robbie is the best thing in the DC in the current DCEU yeah. uh, movie universe, and I'm sure that's going to offend somebody. But um, I mean, I love Gal Gadot, and uh, is it Gal Gadot? Gal Gadot? I it's say it's technically Gadot. I think, but Good it's, okay. but I think people, yeah, it's, and, uh, so, I mean, I totally get if people would go with that or and there's, there's a couple other possibilities, but I just, I just, she's just, she just owns this role. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like Ryan Reynolds with Deadpool. It's kind of yeah. in that level where I think Agreed. she's just really just, and, and she's such a great actress. Um, gosh, she's just, she's incredible. And she's really good in this. Also, uh, the original run of Birds of Prey, which was like in the late nineties, early aughts. That's one of my all time favorite comic books. Uh, yeah. So that excited me. Now, Harley Quinn's not really a part of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> But but I get why she's in the movie. I mean, I totally get why they decided to start this universe uh, by by inserting her into it. That's I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, I do think some of the other characters get shortchanged because of her, though, especially Winstead's uh, yeah. character, um, which is unfortunate. But uh, overall, though, it's fun. There's some there's some there's some good action scenes. Um, I didn't really care for you and McGregor's performance, uh, but I also just that had a lot to do with what they did with Black Mask. Um, he's not a second rate Joker, for instance, in the comics, where he yeah. kind of is in this movie. It's a um, weird I did performance. Like, um, whoever played his, uh, I can't remember the actor's name that played his uh, side, like his. Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, but I, I don't know. I just, it was fun. It was overall, it was a perfectly fine movie. I, it, I didn't love it, but um, it's probably one of my fa- one of the better DCEU movies for sure. You're talking about uh, Chris Messina. Yes, Chris Messina, who I love. Yeah, uh, he was also in the M Night Shyamalan produced uh, Devil. He's really good in that movie. But uh, uh-huh. anyways. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot to like here. Uh, you can really, this is another great example of watching Suicide Squad and then watching this and mm-hmm. seeing the subtle differences uh, between a male gaze and a female gaze. Oh yeah, uh, with her character and sometimes not so subtle differences. Um, and I, I just uh, Kathy, Kathy Yan, Yan. I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name, but directed this. And I think she did a really good job. I agree. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff here. The action is better here than even Marvel movies in in some of the scenes. Mm-hmm. That warehouse action scene is really fun, and you have a complete sense of scale, complete sense of geography. Mm-hmm. You 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 know what's going on, and there's a lot of cleverness to it. I really enjoyed that. Uh, I th- actually think the chemistry between the Birds of Prey women is really good, and I was sad we didn't have more of it. Like they don't all get together until the very end, and it's one of those yeah. movies where I was like, this is a this is a good movie, not a great movie, but I had a good time with it. 
Uh, but the the way they came together at the end almost was like, but I really kind of want a sequel because I want to see the actual Birds of Prey movie. Like, I want to see them yeah. do stuff. And the only problem with that is that this is a Harley Quinn uh, movie, not really a Birds of Prey movie. And so once you do a Birds of Prey movie, you lose Margot Robbie, who is also one of the best things about this movie. So it's it's kind of a weird thing that they did here where it, it, the movie is kind of of two things right it's either birds of prey or harley quinn and i it works as is i'm just not sure where it goes from here i agree well and they also the other thing problem i had with the movie was at the beginning and i think i talked about this on the mini pod was what bothered me was they had to they felt like they had to wrap up the suicide squad storyline with her right her and the joker yeah so that takes that takes some time to you have to just sit there and it's kind of who cares at that point you know joker's not in the movie or anything so it just kind of becomes tiresome um but yeah no i agree with everything you're saying i also think this movie is a much better example of how you take a uh, pg-13 property and make an r-rated movie with it uh, much better than like um logan or yeah. uh you know some of the other instances we've seen because it, it felt like the character and we'd even send it you know the character all of a sudden has a potty mouth uh you know that they didn't have in yeah. the last movie but at the same time it's one of those things where it wasn't it never felt like it was forced it just felt like this is all plot or character based uh, swearing or whatever the case may violence or whatever ca- the case may be it, it didn't feel to me like it was pigeon pigeonholed I, in there and i know what you're saying because i remember having conversations with chris about logan where it just seems kind of excessive with the f-bombs and stuff but god i love logan yeah no logan's a, no logan's a great movie too i'm just i'm just saying this yeah. i think this is a better example of how you do that now today I, I i know you're you're a harley quinn fan right like as far as the comics go and yeah. that kind of thing but 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 from the Batman animated series days. So we're talking right. about like well, that's where she was introduced to. She was not in the comics first. Yeah. And she just had this really different type of personality. Obviously, she's a uh, like, you know, Catwoman is sort of villainous as well. But mm-hmm. she sort of rides that line of villain, but then also helps Batman. But then Harley uh, and, and even Poison Ivy to a certain degree, I guess she's pretty villainous as well. But and I really liked I liked her, too, because um I am a, a hippie at heart somewhere in there. I definitely like there is a alternate timeline where Danae went full on hippie at one point in time. <laughs> and and so I really I can like look back on certain characters that I really enjoyed. And I'm, I'm like, that's why I was drawn to that one, because she was super plant like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess she's very villain as well. But Harley Quinn was different. I don't know. Maybe it's because jo- Joker was the big bad guy of that animated mm-hmm. series and so seeing somebody that's always with him that uh you know is just fun and intriguing i don't know why i liked her so much um but i did and so that's kind of where i first liked her however i've had no desire to watch any of these movies and so gotcha. drink up because i didn't I will, see him i will shout out though while we're talking about harley quinn the harley quinn show that is on dcu i mean not dcu the dc universe app the the streaming service yeah is amazing and, and- it is very rated R. <laughs> like <laughs> it is not for kids, but it's a cartoon. It's animated. And it, uh, it's hilarious though. Just I, so funny. I, I can't and, and please let's not let's not get into an HBO Max conversation because we don't <laughs> we don't have time for that right now. But yeah. I can't believe the the stuff that's not on there. Like that, for instance. Like it just I know what they're doing. I get the strategy, mm-hmm. but I like Disney's strategy so much better where it's like everything we have we're putting it here. And it's like, I just think you get more people to stick around that way. But yeah, this is, yeah, I don't want to get in the, I know what you're saying. And I, I agree. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm agree with you. I would prefer everything. Cause then I don't have to have like 30 subscriptions, but right. at the same time, this is a back ended thing. I mean, Disney, 
because well there's two sides of this right some stuff has to do with contracts right because some stuff they don't have yet is because like netflix has it and sure yeah, yeah yeah like yeah, a lot of, of those cw shows and stuff right yeah yeah but um so those are two different discussions but yeah it, it did seem like they said they were going to bring everything over and kind of merge everything and they didn't really do that but maybe they're going to i think they um, will eventually yeah i, mean, I think they, they have to yeah yeah, I just like it, because they own the Criterion Channel too, right? Like it's just one of those things where they could just put it all in one pa- place. Yeah, and that was another thing that irritated people too because they made it seem like they were going to have every Criterion movie on there. They, it's not even close. Like yeah. they have like thirty or something, and yeah. you, it's it's the Criterion Channel is a much better place to go get that, including the. Uh, Criterion edition of uh, the the amazing movie Armageddon, which people forget is a Criterion release. <laughs> that is not currently on the Criterion channel, but it is a Criterion movie. You are correct. Uh, but I, because I am interested... Criterion channel is outstanding, though. Because I am interested in, in Harley, like, there's part of me that... Um, well, this it happened as I was watching the uh, the Sins video, mm-hmm. where I'm watching it to see what happened rather than watching it to remember that we're going to be talking about it on BTS. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm trying to figure out, like, oh, what is this movie? You know, what are they doing in this movie? And so um, I did find that interesting a little bit. I guess she gets a, she gets a girl squad in this movie. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Kind of I mean, she, a girl squad is, forms around her, basically. She is pretty much a villain in this movie, though. Like, yeah. I, but she's been I, a villain from the start, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. But like, you could you could look at this and think that the movie. I thought going into this, the movie was going to make her more of a good guy, but she's she pretty much stays a villain the whole time. But she's a villain with beanbags and a bat. Okay, so she doesn't have a gun, and that's, well, that seems weird. <laughs> um, that seems I, weird. I, so when I started to like write down the sins that were like, I'm like, oh, I, I need to be seeing this. I was already at sin sixty. <laughs> I just want to like. You know, that's so. fine. What do you got? What do you got? <laughs> let's let's move into it. Um, I think at that point there was just something being pointed out about that she had been in jail during Suicide Squad. Like it was like vote, voted for Bernie. That whole thing, yeah, just yeah, pointing yeah. out like, okay, so but this is what was happening in that timeline. That's when I really started to click over into, oh, oh I'm supposed to be doing stuff here. I loved Chris's um, observations on those things that flashed up. You know, just yeah. whether or not they could be true, and I thought that was great. Is it called? What's it called? Uh, is it a mnemonic when you, like the Margot makes musical moment sin? Uh, that's alliteration. Manically. Alliteration. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I didn't look that up that because is, like I said, I didn't prepare. I will well say something if you're watching this movie to keep in mind though, the majority of it is from her perspective. So yes. you kind of like that kind of plays into that would have been a hard thing to send for me because you kind of have to play into the fact that she's telling the story. So mm-hmm. even if it seems like, crazy or sinful at the same time you have to i would think you'd have to question well but if she's telling it isn't that kind of the point yeah that was that was why i included the uh perhaps you've kept yourself up at night wondering if unreliable narration is not a sin guess what it still is (laughs) yeah i I did enjoy that that was great i'm sorry i did not mean to interrupt oh that's okay so the the, uh oh no things are falling in my studio sorry about that um the iteration that the margo makes musical moments manically mimicking madonna that whole series yeah that was super fun i really liked that i will tell and- you i love alliteration sins i think this is well known and this this one as with all of them starts with one simple thing i notice that the things i am talking about start with the same letter and if a couple of them start with the same letter like for in for this instance marilyn monroe margot robbie uh madonna then yeah, yeah, yeah. then i just go from there and i'm like okay how do i go ahead and alliterate this how do you how do you type how do you get in masterpiece and murdering and momentum <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> well it worked well i was really impressed with that um 
the whole 13 year old thing was throwing me off. There's like this 13 year old that's part of this like mm-hmm. murdering, like murdering people with dynamite. Like, yeah. Beanbags over here, but dynamite's okay over here. Um, but the pointing out like that she would be placed with the same criminals and just the convenience of all the doors opening at the same time. Um, and then there was this one moment that this one sin that mirrors a sin that I just recently wrote. So this happens all again. All it's so freaking weird to me. But there's a moment whenever it's like, uh, please call uh, and schedule an appointment with your doctor. Uh, yeah. For, uh, one at that, a time. That whole, the one at a time itis. And I have a sin where I super go into that same thing. And it's very much like taking a pill and being medicated. I think it's for uh, one that's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> nice save. <laughs> Whoa. It almost popped out, y'all. <laughs> so, um, so I really, that one just kind of freaked me out. Um, Can I just say oh. I love uh, the the puns that hit me in that one? Um, call ahead and schedule an appointment. We can't take you all at once. Uh, yes, and and then together we can end this horrible disease. Uh, yeah, I just that that made me laugh because it's just stuff that you hear on those commercials and it works so perfectly. It really did. Um, also pointing out, like again, this whole weapon thing we talked about earlier. Here it comes again, but the whole like keep the girl alive after they had shot at them with like mm-hmm. huge guns. Yeah, so that kind of stuff I really love. Um, and then of course like how they're not approaching her. They're, they're like coming up close to her so that she can hit him with the baseball, even though they have guns and they should just be shooting her from a distance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the, hey, that's something Harley Quinn would drive. Let's go chase that. And um, yep. this sin says, fascinating. Was that on purpose? <laughs> no, it's just something that comes out. <laughs> Was that your sin, though? It's just a word. I, which, which one says fascinating? I don't know. Sin, uh, sin number eighty-seven. It's just. Do you remember the number? Right? It was about. I took screenshots this time. I'm um, <laughs> the where where they describe like the kind of food she likes and the sin. Oh is just, no, like, that was a Chris sin. Yeah, the, the whole sin was fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I was like, Take is that drink. Aaron's? Nope. Because that that's Chris. his name. That that's his. I mean, that's his word. <laughs> Um, it's my middle name, there's a, Aaron Fascinating Dicer. There's also something Dicer. that I saw, and I was wondering if you guys, I don't know, maybe I'll look for this in other other movies, where she goes to the store and this thing, you know, is all about like stopping at the grocery store as a mm-hmm. wanted person and all that. And I wondered if they did that because she's female, because I wonder if in movies and TV, we often think, oh, where can the woman have a conversation? And they just immediately think a grocery store is a great place for that. Because you do see that a lot in yeah, maybe. shows with women, like a woman moment is going to be at the salon or it's going to be uh, at the grocery store. But do we ever see guys having a conversation in a scene in a grocery store? I don't think in real life I've ever seen anyone having a conversation in a grocery store other than <laughs> if they're on the phone. <laughs> but so no, true. I don't know. Maybe not. But you will see guys having conversations in like liquor stores and stuff. I think it think it's just, but I, I think you're right. I think they're just giving a weird setting. But what was frustrating about that, I remember this when I watched the movie, was that she's like everybody wants to kill her mm-hmm. so and she's just walking down the aisle in the grocery store like nothing and she's very obvious like who she is like she's not trying to hide herself um yeah but yeah as why they put it in the grocery store you, you could yeah be right. i just well, wonder if I mean, that's one does, of those assumptions you it, know it, it might be it does have a plot reason i mean they're they're trying to mm-hmm. get her to uh get some laxative in her so they can get the the diamond True out story yeah, but um, you can pick that up at a CVS pharmacy. You don't have to go yeah, to the no, grocery no, no. store. No, totally. Um, but she but needed I, some stuff. 
And in the Apparently. scene, the, it, it fills a character beat as well because they're trying to tie the two of them together. Like they're trying to have a, a moment for them to bond, uh, those two characters. And so robbing the grocery store is that moment um, or one of those moments. So, yeah, I just I mean, wonder, it, like, if it was a if it was a dude and this is just super me, just like spitballing. If it was a dude need to have a bonding moment with another dude and he had to take a shit. Because they need a laxative, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what for, but they need to have... Is there some other clever thing that they would think of than being like, hey, let's go have them shopping at a grocery store because that's what women do. You could be right. They, I'm not, say, I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah. I'm not saying you're wrong like, at all. It might be, they might be Never like, oh, what's it. funny? What makes someone shit? Oh, a whole bunch of coffee. Okay, so they go into the bar... And they they go to the co- they go to the bar and they ask the bartender if he has coffee. So here's here's an example of a similar situation in uh, was it Hitch where Will Smith had to go to the drugstore because yeah. he was having an allergic reaction, yeah. uh, that kind of thing. Um, I, I yeah, I I mean I don't know. Who knows? It's just it was a weird thing that popped into my head when I saw it. I just thought it would be interesting to just chat it out with you guys. Sure. But um, as like far as we, since- we brought up Hitch. one of the greatest movies of all time um i my the last one that i referenced that i really enjoyed was (laughs) the outline of the guns and then pointing out that it had been spray painted yeah i've never (laughs) i've never thought about that that's ridiculous it's just like why wouldn't just there not being guns in there be enough right it's like do you think we were so stupid that we didn't know there used to be guns in there like you had to actually (laughs) paint the shapes (laughs) but it's such an interesting concept to think how did that get there if not by spray paint uh maybe it's supposed to be that they sat there for so long that it got dirty and the only places it wasn't dirty is that behind it you know yeah. I mean, I, maybe yeah, that's maybe. how it naturally happen in, in real life but clearly this is just you know someone had like a little cardboard cut out of a, mm-hmm. a gun and they just sprayed it over so i love Absolutely. that so. but great job what about it was, you it was uh, a fun, fun video jonathan uh i had a couple other ones that she didn't mention um all hyena dealers are rapists <laughs> was uh was very funny uh i mean maybe don't play roller derby what a punk ass i thought that was very funny <laughs> Nice shout out to our friend Jeremy Simpson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cocaine power uh, was, uh-huh. was nice. Um, and then I love, I love just the like, I love just this the, the straightforward stuff like making a kid an accessory to murder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Also, that usual out, that usual suspects outtake was amazing. That worked so well with that scene. Like it just lined up perfectly. All the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And, the focus on the different characters. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. This one was a lot of fun. Um, I will also mention the, uh, he's a beaver. Damning things is in his DNA. Uh, I <laughs> uh, enjoyed that one. Uh, and uh, the, the reference to uh, the, the biker guys, you know, a Harley uh, seems like something they would absolutely be interested in. Uh, I thought that yeah. was, <laughs> that that was, was really fun, funny. fun as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of good stuff here. Had a really good time with this one. Um, who knew uh, so many actors that played the Joker had a name that started with J? That's a <laughs> very, very common thing, apparently. Mr. J. Uh, all right. Let's move on to Rush Hour. This is a Scott Share joint. Uh, Jeremy and Barrett writing on this one. Um, it has been a long time since I've seen this movie. Uh, yes. I, I want uh, I want to hear what Jeremy and Barrett had to say about this. Let's hear that now. 
<laughs> Let's go now, live. We're going now um, live to Danae Hughes, who has uh, and, uh, some thoughts from Jeremy Scott. We're going to have the weather on the 8s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can can I do like a helicopter fly-in? Sure. Okay, then I can't do the actual reading, though, <laughs> if I do that. Okay. Um, he said, I like the first rush hour when it came out, but I now cannot explain why. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> That was my thought too. I, I can ex- I can explain why, but go ahead. <laughs> um, he said it's very little good Jackie Chan action. Basically, only one scene where he fights baddies while trying to save artifacts. It's racist as hell. It's lazy comedy. It's just a mess. Uh, he enjoyed taking digs at Ratner, who deserves them, and then says enjoyed seeing the movie a lot. Actually, I just don't enjoy the movie. What a time capsule. Count the race-based jokes and you will run out of fingers. I probably seriously watched this movie like 40 times, but I haven't wow. probably seen it. I probably haven't seen it since then. Uh, like Aaron was saying, he hadn't seen it in forever. Oh, man, and, it's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. And watching the video, I mean, there were moments where I could be like, yeah, I remember that being funny. I, I think Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker are genuinely decent together, though. Like, I, I think that's the I think that's why you like. Right. I yeah. mean, yes. And Jackie Chan, even with little Jackie Chan action, getting any Jackie Chan action, like the the scene with the, where he's trying to save the artworks. Uh, the pieces of art while he, I mean stuff like that is just awesome like I, I was I was really into Jackie Chan back then yeah um, me too. watching a lot of his uh, Hong Kong cinema and the stuff he was making in America because I think right after this he made um that Shanghai uh, noon or whatever with Owen Wilson which I do think Rush Hour is better than that if I remember correctly I remember hating both of the Rush Hour sequels though um, so this this um this back and forth between them uh, did not last long, um, did not carry over into the sequels. But I don't know. If I watched it now, I'm sure I'd be like Jeremy. And it is, it is, there is a lot of cringe in the, uh, in some of the interactions and like playing the gong when Jackie Chan shows up. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. It's, like, it's just amazing yeah. to me how, how things change so quickly and how yep. clueless we are. And just, you know, I, there's a, I don't know. I, it's hard to tell people who have grown up in this era. Like it's hard to explain that era because it it feels so wrong now. But the, the idea, casual racism, yeah. The idea was, and, and I am not trying to defend. I promise, I'm not trying to defend yeah. anything. But I'm just trying to give you kind of an insight into what living through it was like. Living through it was basically, and this isn't true across the board, but in cases like this movie specifically, it was like we're all on the same level. We can all make fun of each other. Like it was kind of one yeah. of those things where it was like we're, we're pals. Pals make fun of each other, and so that included racism. That included ageism, weightism, you know, uh, sexism all those things it was just like and and what you forget when you take that mindset is that even when you're kidding things hurt even even when it's a joke between friends you don't know sometimes how deep that goes and so there is an extra level of caution that i'm glad we take now with those kind of things and so it's yeah it's 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 hard to gather when you've grown up in the this mindset that that other mindset was just something accepted by good people Good people thought of it as just joking around, you know? Well, you even, I mean, you look at stand up comics. I mean, like Eddie Murphy uh, took a lot of flack because he was talking about looking back when he's going to do this new stand up thing with Netflix. Mm hmm. He was like looking back at, you know, his old stuff and he's just like, I, you know, I've grown since then. And I there's so much of that I wouldn't say now, you know, because he's, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's a normal that's a normal growth. Right. And, and then people gave him flack saying, well, it was different then. But 
Yeah, I it's think, weird. Like, it's I think weird. when you're trying to relate to somebody that you have that you don't understand, whether it's a different, you know, mm-hmm. race or gender, you sometimes lean on to humor and you point out something um, like think about growing up as a as a girl growing up and hanging out with guys that they point to your boobs and they make fun of your boobs because that's like an obvious difference. And they're trying to figure out how to make it make sense in their mind. And humor is used. And like this is something that we do, I think to each other even in our family sometimes with my husband and i if there's something uncomfortable we'll try to make a joke about it and figure out how we Mm -hmm. feel about it 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 wasn't something i think to your point aaron where we were aware that even doing that in a joking manner is uh discounting something it's it's putting somebody down um so i think i'm glad where we are as a culture right now it needs to be something we talk about because casual racism is something that does have long-term effects and it's not it's just it's not funny uh because there's there's so many conversations that you can have now if you don't understand Mm -hmm. something about a culture we now have access with the internet and uh to incredible people who can have conversations about how they grew up in in a way that you can completely understand and you can actually find a way to relate to people it's just a different era like back in the 90s it wasn't you couldn't just turn to someone and have a conversation about what it would be like to grow up as a person of color because there wasn't anyone that had any of that reference or you know at least where i grew up you know i grew up in the midwest so there's just white people everywhere you know we had one uh, person of color in my high school at one point in time. There was just one. Um, so, Can you imagine yeah, watching that one person felt in your high school, though. Like, I mean, just like you think back yeah. now. I mean, maybe it was perfectly fine. God, I hope it was. I hope it was too. Yeah, but you, you just know, think and you're like, wow, that's cr- yeah. And, and I, I know his name. I know his name in my mind, and I often wonder. I'm like, hey, I wonder whatever happened to Eric, you know? And yeah. and if I could, I probably could go find him on social media if I wanted to, and and ask him like, hey, what was your perspective? growing up as the only person of color in this grade and maybe that would be an interesting conversation to have but when i watch a when i was watching the sins video for rush hour i don't remember if i ever watched this i i remember jackie chan being this big like crossover mm-hmm. person for me like uh, one of those characters that sort of appears in your pop culture that uh does something new and different and of course martial arts i hadn't seen anyone really do martial arts before jackie chan i don't think um, and, we, and it we was humor. He was, he was, I mean, at late nineties, he was huge. Like, I mean, I don't know that people that weren't around then know how big of a star he was. Cause they had been, re, they re, they re-released, they released a lot of his foreign films dubbed, um, here and they made right. like a lot of money. Like, you know, people right. were going watching dubbed, uh, Hong Kong movies with him. Yeah. He, um, for what I, he broke through and so yeah. to see him like in a, like a, a comedy, uh, you know, cop comedy featuring uh, two people of color. I, I love that. But then hearing them make these casual kind of references back and forth now is super cringy. I don't know what it would have felt like yeah, back then. I don't I, remember. But some of it still plays OK. Like, I mean, I still I do still think that do you understand the just because the way Chris Tucker's delivers the do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? I think that's still, you know, is is still pretty effective. I think Brett Ratner doesn't help this movie either, though. I think. Wait, who's well, Brett Ratner? He's, he's I think a that's director. a big part okay. of why people look not too poorly look poorly more poorly on this movie it's a interesting thing to wade in on um i think i think now we understand so much more about the idea of privilege and the idea of power Mm -hmm. and how that impacts 
the ability to joke around or say things uh, about in the idea of punching up instead of punching down and why one is okay and one is not, or it might be okay in some situations and, and not in others. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I love it. I love maturing and I love maturing yeah. as a culture. I love maturing as a person. And at the end of the day, we want to make sure that, that if somebody is hurt by something we do, we stop doing it. Right. Like, isn't that the goal? Like, you know, that's just yeah. so, it, yeah. So to go back and see this and see how unaware we were of things that might be hurting another person or, it, you know, it's, it's almost like this movie could be an example you know, like, and I can I can see a class being like, okay, we're gonna watch clips of of Rush Hour and learn about casual racism and learn about like how, why this is not okay. It's an example piece. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was to watch this with Justin or anyone, I would pause it sort of at that moment. There's several moments and and have a conversation. What do you think about that? Because that to me is offensive and mm-hmm. maybe not an opportunity to to kind mm-hmm. of show what an example of casual racism in a movie that has an impact. Because what ends up happening is then you've got all these people who go watch it and then they make that same joke because it's now like something that they all have together. And then it just sort of permeates sort of culture in that way because it was okay on screen here and that happens with all kinds of things you know you see it and you do it so we're having some of those conversations right now going through dick van dyke uh again with sexism in the home and you watch a lot of those old sitcoms and the head the head of household stuff is really interesting and to see that in perspective of you know how it looks today and how we think of it today i like the episode we watched one of the episodes we watched last night like the uh she was dancing on the show and she did such a great job that the director of the show wanted to ask her to dance for the whole season and the whole episode is about um about him like wrestling with that idea that she wouldn't be home making you know dinner and doing all that stuff and the director of the show asks him if it's okay to ask her to dance for the the whole like everything had to go through the husband yeah he couldn't say anything to her and just like just that that stuff that you know now we would look at and go wow i mean is she not a person that can talk for herself you know like it's just yeah. it's really interesting to to see that stuff i would i would yeah. throw in though if like the other the other like the devil's advocate kind of look at this is if the character itself should like like if, if you're like if you're writing a racist character for a for a for a purpose in the movie itself oh sure yeah 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 you know, you have things like that. And like, and like, I don't think like anything that I, I really think Brett Ratner has a lot to do with this, but I, I really don't think anything like Chris Tucker says is not something that that character wouldn't say in 1998. It doesn't make it, it's still cringy. Yeah. But I mean, that's just well, the other perspective. Well, and like Spike Lee took a lot of shit for uh black Klansman because he made the cops less, since the cops, some were of less them. Of a yeah. Thing. Yeah, since the cops were less of a focus in that movie and the main villain was David Duke, he didn't put as much emphasis on the way the cops reacted or acted towards uh, the people of color. And so a lot of people said that wasn't, you know, accurate. And it's like, you, <laughs> it's, like well, I don't we, know. It's, we, just, it's interesting sometimes. We joked about bringing, bringing you down earlier, and, and we certainly don't mean to do that. But I do think these, no. these conversations are important. You know, we try yeah. to have fun on this show, so we'll, we will move on. But I... I don't think my heart would be clear if I didn't say this is also impacted by some very awful things that are going on very like yeah. right now in oh, this country. Yes. Mm-hmm. And 100%. it's 100%. And so it is 
this conversation is important. And at the same time, I don't want to sit here and pretend like we're solving anything because yeah. we're, you know, we're having a conversation about our own weakness in this area, our own maturity, trying to, to get better and understand our privilege, understanding our power. Uh, and so, yeah, so I, I want to get back to the laughs. Uh, but I did want to say that because it has just been horrible to watch some of the stuff that has happened over the, well, the last couple of days. Well, just this week, you can't say I hate racism right? without people without people arguing it's it's ridiculous it's, it's a bit mind-blowing isn't yeah. it yeah it really I mean, is even even i feel like i feel like i should never be surprised but it, it's it's every week these days i'm i'm shocked so how about the jokes on this video guys <laughs> <laughs> this video is great by the way it how really do we transition is. how do we transition to lamp 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 <laughs> we just did we just did uh i'm gonna mention like some others somebody that complained about that in the comments did you see that no the lamp somebody complained, complained about lamp well they just said that like oh cinema sins is even pointing out sins anymore they're just saying bullshit about lamps well welcome <laughs> like, welcome to and the then channel somebody, yeah somebody else was like have you really been watching them this whole time like that was clearly a joke i i personally wrote down <laughs> wrote down that i sort of love that we've got this rage focus for for <laughs> jeremy to sort of rage focus on lamps you know it's like he's well, got this little laser lamps? eyes it's it's the same thing as candles like yeah. nobody yeah. has that many lamps that the, close together the lighting yeah. coordinator does that too mm-hmm. yeah exactly uh, they I have re- a lighting budget and they reflect things. that's right i really loved uh, more than uh any sin probably this week the la la land dum-dums uh with the traffic jam <laughs> where it just shows a traffic jam and jeremy's just like dum 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 that kind of stuff just slays me uh and so yeah i really dug that the some modern day leaders also struggle to tell the difference between a president and emperor and a king i thought was very well said and well pointed uh the opposite of Chekhov's gun this is like spock's gun <laughs> which is which is gr- also interesting because we are you about to say that we yeah a, i just the, oh. the fact that this comes from the inside thing that happened where we had the Chekhov disagreement which i think we've talked about yeah. on this show where yeah. it was like that's not how Chekhov is spelled because he was thinking star trek uh and so yeah. i'm almost sure that kind of comes from that discussion uh and I just thought that was well, really I was, fun. So. I was going to say in an upcoming TV Sense video that we do a riff on Chekhov's gun. Yes. And that was actually, that was your idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, yeah it's, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> um, what about you guys? What did you like in the video? I really liked uh, like the Jeremy's delivery of putting a lit joint in your pocket. Like just how <laughs> almost personally offensive that is. Just like who would do that? Um, I really, I really thought that well, was kind of funny. If it's still lit, you're wasting it, right? I mean, <laughs> right, there's, exactly. There's, That's like, the whole so point. Many things to that, yeah. Uh, there's a so so even though I don't remember if I've watched this movie ever, there's a the scene where they're dancing kind of together and they're bonding and they're sort of yeah uh, the way that this whole entire the sinning points out how really ridiculous their bonding would be from the beginning because they they're mm-hmm. tr- they're trying to rescue someone they're stopping and eating they're having conversations about their dads and like the and friendship sort of sin pointing that out but the 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 point where they're um listening to music in their car and then they walk away down the street like and the music is still going and questioning okay so then they leave their car on and so they're just walking away from their car that has keys in it like that was just fun yeah fun little little question but my my favorite one was when we point out that the subtitles say titty 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 get those asses out of here and there's this whole sit about it i'm like wait 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 what what does he say look that's what the subtitles say is titty 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 get your asses out of here i just can't imagine him sitting up on that that 
just going titty titty titty. Yeah. Oh, he does. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, that is absolutely Chris something Chris Tucker would say. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say. I think Chris Tucker still says that. Probably. What does it even mean? <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> It's just his comedy. It's just yeah. his, I mean, that is very, like, if you've ever seen Chris Tucker do stand up, like, his character in Rush Hour, I mean, that's him. Like, oh I my mean, God. That's, that's, well, that's how he does, like, that's how he does comedy. I'm not saying, I don't know if that's him personally. Like, I don't know if he's, like, just yelling that on the streets, but uh, that's definitely how he does his uh, comedy. Yeah. What about you, Jonathan? Um, I liked uh, not watching the road, which that is that seems to be something that's popped up recently on various, uh, along with the lamp. I seem we seem to be doing. Uh, I know Danae did a run of that on. I can't remember what that was. We worked on together. Were you just but like, what, oh, was it Supernatural? Maybe where he just they were having that conversation. Yes, it was Supernatural because Dean and Sam had this like crazy long conversation in a car while Dean was driving and he was never looking. <laughs> He was just looking yes. at Sam the whole time. Look at the road. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, they like they they should have crashed. Um, the how did Lisa do and get the waiter's uniform without the trace spelling? I thought that was a good mm-hmm. uh, thing that, that they pointed fun. out. And did you guys mention the dial tone? I'm sorry if you did. I don't no, remember you no, guys no, mentioning no. that. No. That was hilarious too. Just playing up on the idea that that never happens after 1998. <laughs> <laughs> That when phones hang up now, we know that there's no dial tone sound, and they never do that. And even though we send that constantly, but yeah. uh, I thought that was I thought that was really funny. Uh, and then the uh, this is Los Angeles, only four years after the bus is Keanu seriously not still around. Yeah, I thought that was great. It's good stuff. It's a and really speed great is video. awesome. By the way, if you want to go watch a great action comedy cop movie, Speed holds speed. up, right? Speed, speed holds oh, up speed. well. Speed holds up very well. Yeah, I Jan agree. Bont, man, he took a he took a dive after that, but God, that made it seem like he was going to be like the next great action director. He did Twister, right? Twister's pretty good. Twister holds yeah, up okay. I, I mean, I mean, well, Twister's better than like The Haunting uh, for yeah. sure, but uh, yeah, Twister's okay. But I don't know. Speed was just so good. Yeah. Yep. I was really impressed what he did with the right hand red circle, left hand green circle. Uh, it was pretty, <laughs> pretty impressive movie. All right, let's move on to keeping tabs. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're each going to tell a funny story from putting together the content for the week. Maybe a Google search, some strange research, deleted sin, whatever the case may be. Um, I wrote on nothing this week. I have nothing. All right. Jonathan's got nothing. Uh, Danae, what about you? Uh, Danae is singing. Um, um, uh, my research was all about Zuko because I realized Danny that Zuko from Greece. <laughs> Zuko yes. in the Avatar: The Last. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Hey podcast peeps, it's me again. Um mm-hmm. those are my dog. Mm-hmm. Those are my uh every time I I talk wow is this how Aaron feels when we're okay we're gonna try this I just wanted to tell you about the survey again which is at cinemasense.com slash bts so go fill it out airbender mm-hmm. 100% um, I know I realized that he was uh, Rufio from Hook uh, the voice actor mm-hmm. and I didn't oh, cool. I didn't know that and so that was sort of like an interesting just oh yeah this guy and then writing the sin about you know Rufio and bangering and all that stuff was was really really fun so his name is Dante Dante Basco and yeah he's really interesting follow on Twitter and uh, it's fun to oh. go check him out on Instagram and and just think about that you know hook which I loved when I was a kid and uh, Rufio because you know I think that was the first time I remember watching a person die oh fair horrible. enough Right. Or like, you know, that moment of impact whenever you're watching someone like, hey, you can't kill Rufio. And then, yeah, he's he did. So you ready for um, a, uh, a very strange connection? Mm-hmm. If if the comments are to be believed, I haven't researched this on my own. I suppose I could do that. Uh, you know, this could be a friend of a friend, urban legend kind of thing. Uh, not only is uh, Rufio the voice of Zuko in The Last Airbender, but his niece is the little girl in Birds of Prey that we just talked about, too. How's that for a connection? Whoa. So. Yeah. Interesting. So research that, find out if I'm right, and if I am, be in awe. So interesting stuff. And my favorite part about those kind of sins is the person every single time in the comments that's like, you do know that's the same person, right? Like, <laughs> yes, like, that's yeah, why that's, we wrote that's it. That's why we wrote it. That's, you know, yes. But thank you. People. Uh, yeah. Uh, Pay attention. Get on our level. <laughs> This is, uh, I'm just going to call this category, which unfortunately happens more than I would like, the you done messed up A.A. Ron uh, category. Uh, (laughs) This goes back to the research I did on the Hyrulean economy uh, because those those, uh, gems in Rick and Morty look so much like rupees. 
Uh, it's like the design of them is the design of the rupees from the Zelda games. And I was like, oh, that's fun. So I'm going to do some research and, you know, make some sins or whatever. And I mentioned the flame breaker armor from Breath of the Wild and that kind of stuff. And I'm yeah. like, people are going to love this. And instead, they get hung oh, no. up on two things that I may have messed up. Uh, <laughs> one one of them, which, of course, they do because nitpicking the nitpickers. Why wouldn't you? Uh, one is the color. And this is the interesting one because many, many people looked at this and didn't bother to say those are blue, not green, or those are green, not blue, because they look like they could be either blue or green. And when I was writing this, I was like, do I call them blue? Do I call them green? And I think in my head, I knew no matter which way I went, uh, somebody was going to be like, those aren't blue, those are green, or those aren't green, those are blue. Anyways. uh, And because of that, I messed up the amounts. And so I said 10 times as much instead of 20 times as much. And so the comments are just full of people being like, "Um, actually, red rupees are worth uh, 20 times less than the green rupees or whatever it might be. So, uh, oh my God. Yes, you are correct. I done messed up, A.A. Ron. And uh, and that's on on me. But uh, I, I wanted to mention, I did actually research that. I just, apparently i feel like we need a sound bite. we this needs to be like if it happens a segment we have a, the sound bite from keith hill <laughs> yes that would <laughs> that would work very well uh let's move on to the comment section I, what you're I appreciate your honesty you're a real straight shooter you are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're going to each look at a comment from the week's material on YouTube. Uh, YouTube comments get a bad reputation. We're here to bring that reputation back up. You guys are amazing. Uh, thank you for your comments. Like this one uh, from Tyler uh, on the uh, Avatar video. These are This is my favorite format right now, uh, which is the this person says and then CinemaSin says. Uh, in this case, it's Tom Cruise. No one takes bigger life-threatening risks than me. Cinema Sins <laughs> does this video. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, and I love that category of comments that are like, how dare you? Uh, because mm-hmm. most of them are done really understanding like, you know, what goes on. So thank you for that, Tyler. That made, made me giggle. I like that. What about you guys? Um, I Mine comes from Twitter this week from uh, at Green Arrow 07, who says, so if you listen to the CinemaSins BTS podcast and don't listen to the outtakes, you're definitely missing out. Tonight, I was on my way home and was listening to last week's episode and the outtakes had me rolling from laughter, which was dangerous because I was driving. <laughs> yes. So. What do you got, uh, Jonathan, for oh, your yeah, uh, comment? Um, this one, I guess I had a few, but I'll read. I'll just read this one uh, since we have a question. I loved on this. <laughs> I mostly loved this just because I love the way he ended this comment. But Alan Moss on Birds of Prey said, it's funny. This had the makings of a good film, but it often felt like it was stitched together like a Frankenstein monster. All the female characters felt like they were from different movies, especially the wonderful Huntress. Robbie nailed it, but it was, or Robbie nailed it, but it was like the producer said to the writer, say this is a Birds of Prey movie, maybe you should put some Birds of Prey in it. And the writer said, what? I just want to write Harley Quinn. Also, hyenas are so 1998. <laughs> 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 I was like... That just had me dying, so I had to mention that. <laughs> they gave me two nineteen ninety eight. They you got uh, you know Tiger King going on right now with all the the big cats. So which we we made oh reference of in the video. I just don't know where he came up with that date. Like I just like I, now I want to know what was it Lion King? Yeah. I was thinking, uh, maybe it was Lion King. I was well, going to say Lion 94. King, but that was earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Ninety four. Yeah. That's funny. Very nice. Hey, we have a question this week. Came to us from Twitter. Uh, this I believe. At Volk Tyler. Oh, you know what? I said Tyler on my comment, and it, it wasn't. It was uh, it was 
Gerard, I think I just cut and pasted things weird. So How dare you? How dare you? I apologize. You? So Tyler's coming up now. Gerard had the comment that I was mentioning earlier. So here we go. This is why Aaron doesn't do admin. That's right. <laughs> this is why I shouldn't do anything. I should not be trusted. Oh, yeah. We didn't do my admin uh, part of the podcast. Well, let's just do that now. No, this no, week. That was, no, that was oh, purposeful. No, no. That was... Uh... <laughs> It's not that interesting, I guess. Huh? It's like Nedry. About... It's like Nedry. Danaina's admin work. Danaina's admin I, work. See, nobody cares. I created uh, another <laughs> spreadsheet, and I just want to tell you about it. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, Tyler says, in honor of Harley Quinn and the Joker breaking up in the DC universe, what is a couple from a TV show or movie you couldn't wait for them to break up? Rachel and Joey from Friends is a strong contender. Any couple from Friends is a strong contender uh, for me, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Monica and Chandler was funny. I guess yeah let moniker moniker yeah let moniker be happy (laughs) moniker um what what do you guys have for an answer to this question i have a very very clear and obvious one that is just you know huge for me but but we can you guys go first then okay Uh, jonathan you want to go first uh sure i've i've um i mean two that popped up in my head immediately were when shows tried to do like the weird like pairings to see how they work and they don't so like on buffy the vampire slayer uh buffy and spike had a relationship Mm -hmm. so you had a vampire slayer dating a dating a vampire Mm -hmm. um and it just i don't know i personally didn't think that worked very well and then also on star trek the next generation you had uh counselor troy and uh wharf yes um, Trorf. which was just felt very well oh and, and you had the marina Sirtis and jonathan freaks had such great chemistry and everything <laughs> and then they just they tried to do this weird thing and they tried to do it with like seven episodes left in the series it was like it was like right at the tail end of the series they just threw this troy wharf thing together and yeah. uh, thankfully it did not last very long but yep. um that was bizarre i agree with both of those uh anti-spuffy and anti-trorf uh, I, I agree. Uh, I'll, I'll go next. We'll let Danae finish. Uh, yeah, this is an easy answer for me. It's Mulder and Scully from the X-Files. Uh, they are great friends. And when that show decided for them to be romantically interested in each other, it just the will they or won't they on that show was never needed. It was never important. And I, I know there's a segment of the fan base that believes otherwise, but it just... I just did not want them to be together. They're just so, they're they're they had such a platonic chemistry, and I just I, I don't agree. Know. They I, felt like they felt like brother sister almost. Or yeah, something. like they just yeah. felt like really good friends. Yeah, they felt like you and Danae. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm anti. What what we say, Mully Scolder? I don't know. Whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever that one might be. What about you, Danae? Well, I couldn't think of any, so that's why I tweeted about it and have a lot of great replies on Twitter. So here we go. <laughs> Um, from the, our account CinemaSins BTS, which is our podcast Twitter, uh, I retweeted the question with, how would you answer, um, at Scruffy Matt says Cora and Mako, or is it Mako? I can't remember from the legends of Cora. Mm-hmm. I'll never get what she saw in him or what, uh, Asami saw in him either for that matter. Also Clark and Lana from Smallville was mentioned. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was hoping that he got together with Chloe, but then Lois was introduced. Oh, well, still an improvement. Um, at Darren WS77 says, if you want to base it off toxic relationships and uh, in bad examples, then it would be Ross and Rachel from Friends. Yep. <laughs> but he's going to go with Jon Snow and his aunt. Um, and that's actually <laughs> mentioned later also, that couple. Um, <laughs> at So the Dane says, any relationship that ends in murder? <laughs> <laughs> Sure, fair enough. Uh, at the Ashel Z says Angel Buffy, Alana Ste- Ste- Stefan, John Daenerys, Cersei Jamie, 
are the few of the big ones. So all of those are really, really good. Uh, at Danny J20 says Robin and Barney, which I only know about. Mm-hmm. From That's watching. a good one, actually. Yeah. I didn't think about that mm-hmm. one. I thought that was a really good one, too, because we've talked about that before with having to do research and, and all that good stuff. Uh, at Moon River 05, that senior citizen opium growing character from the series Ozark with oh, a 20-year-old my. kid. Uh, and then there was a nice little back and forth conversation going on like, wait, is that for real? So that was an interesting read. No, that's definitely um, that's definitely for real. Um, I got to say the show handles it really well, though. And it's not it's not like it's outside the realm of possibility in a power dynamic like that, that something like that would happen. Uh, and so I think this is what I find interesting because it's kind of ooh gross as opposed to those two don't work together. And mm-hmm. there's a slight tinge of ageism to that and i don't know that in in the reason i think somebody mentions this in the twitter thread which is if it were a man and a woman the other way like we've seen so many older men with younger women in movies and tv shows and those kind of things real life and real life and it's just kind of you know okay well that happens but in this case it's an older woman and a younger man and mm-hmm. it's and it's all of a sudden you know like gross and grandma awful gross. and grandma yeah, yeah. yeah that's some so, bullshit. so yeah so there's an interesting thing going on there with that, that is one. interesting you, um, you you date the grandma if that's what you want to do, 20-year-old that's right, man. That's right. Uh, just a few more. Not your at... actual grandma. I want to make that clear. <laughs> no, that's that's for Daenerys and John. I like that everybody's saying TV shows. Did anybody say movie? Because I think you immediately go to TV shows, right? Because that's yeah. where relationships are built for a long right. period of time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Skadorwa says Buffy and Angel because they, they thought Buffy Spike was great, just so you know. Oh. No, there. there are people that love um, Buffy Spike, but yeah, also there's... doesn't help that that was when the show wasn't as good either. So we... that doesn't that probably factors in. We call them um, spuffists. <laughs> J at J U N C W says J D and Danny from Scrubs, and so that's another TV yeah. show. Yeah, and then that's a good one. at Zveraman says John Snow and Daenerys, there was just no chemistry, negative chemistry, a black hole, an eternal chemistryless void. So <laughs> a little passion there. You know, no. So, no. Yeah. They interestingly, good thing to point out. They all seem to be more around TV shows. And maybe that is because they play yeah, around I, more with who's going to be matching who. I mean, maybe like. In movies, I would maybe go with like you. Ron and um, all of a sudden Hermione. Although they end up getting mm. like married, but they don't break up. But I thought I always thought that, even in the books, I thought that was yeah. Weird, that's that a good point. Them. That's a good one. I think Harry's. Say, I Aaron? think Harry's relationship in those books is is weirder than that. It comes out of nowhere. The Weasley sister. I can't remember yeah. All of a sudden. Yeah. Um, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say you've got male is an interesting one. I, those two characters would never work together in real life. Um, oh, so yeah. that's that's one that kind of came to mind that we've recently seen that that I was thinking about. But mm-hmm. but yeah yeah I think those are all good choices. Way to help yeah, us out. I'll, I'll, yeah I'll try to uh, ask more questions and tweet more stuff like that because that was for me really fun because oh. I I don't think about stuff as easily as you guys do. You, I think uh, one more not that just... should be brought up. I didn't want to take it because I thought maybe Danae would use this one because it's I know you watch Grey's Anatomy, but Derek and Meredith was one oh. I saw mentioned. Like Derrideth. Like if you just Yeah. Derrideth. Derrideth. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, I could definitely pro- go go into that whole but but if I go over into the arena of anything to do with Grey's Anatomy, there's so many things that shouldn't be happening. So we would just. <laughs> but I believe, and I quit watching it before this. But I believe the only re- she got widowed, right? I don't think they actually broke up. Like I think he died, but I don't remember if they were broken up before that. No, they were together. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah and so. the actor decided to leave the show, and then the writer decided to kill him. 
<laughs> so. That's right. Yeah, I remember that story. Yeah, and it's interesting too because the scenes on that show, no pun intended. Another, yeah, another uh, character that just decided to leave this season. How they wrote him out was interesting too. Um, oh, are you still watching? Yeah, I can't. Oh, I didn't know you were still watching. It's one of the weird ones where I, I, I need to stay up on it because I, mm-hmm. I'm on a streak and I, I kind of just have to know what they're gonna do it's a it's it's my soap opera i can't help yeah, it. No, yeah, my sure. wife still watches it and she even like i think last season she rewatched every season up until the present and like it was great because that was a lot too i mean that was like 400 episodes or yeah it's a big one so yeah thanks again guys for responding on twitter yeah we appreciate it super appreciate it you can yeah. uh you can uh, connect with us there at uh cinema sins bts at cinema sins bts all right let's finish up with some beyond the sins to infinity and beyond! Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're each going to chat about something uh, else from the world of pop culture that we've seen recently. Uh, I will start us off, and if there are not already enough obvious uh, signs that I'm gravitating towards ridiculous television right now, uh, this one will seal the deal. Uh, Holy Moly is back! And oh my God. boy, do I love this show. Uh, there, there are many reasons. One of them being I love miniature golf. I think it's fun. Uh, second is I love how audacious this show is, and it just keeps ramping up, uh, no pun intended, the uh, the obstacles and things that these people have to go through. It's kind of like a combination of a mini golf tournament and Wipeout, if you remember the show Wipeout. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, and it's all held together by this amazing announcing team, which is so much fun. Uh, I'm not sure if you're a Rob Riggle fan. I am. I He is so perfect for this. I'm just having such a great opinion. time. Um, I can imagine he does well on that kind of in that kind of situation. He's just so perfectly deadpan about what he's mm-hmm. saying about this stuff, and just it's so ridiculous. And like he's treating it like an actual announcing gig, and just saying the most mm-hmm. ridiculous things with the straightest face. And I'm just I don't know. I really love the sense of humor of this show, and I'm actually enjoying uh, some of the so mini who's golf the as other well. Host? You know what? I don't know his name. I, I I'll look it up. But uh, but he is a great like straight man to Rob Riggle and does a a really good job kind of playing along. So they've got good chemistry too. Um, The other part that's interesting about this season is that his name is Joe, uh, Joe Tessitore is the other host's name. Uh, I'm not sure if you know him from anything else. The other thing that's really cool about this season, I shouldn't say really cool, interesting about this season is Steph Curry is the executive producer of this show. And so at the end of each episode, Steph is supposed to present the winner with the green jacket, the holy moly jacket. And then he also has these interstitials he does where he sits in front of a fireplace and, you know, talks about these, you know, just kind of does. It's almost like deep thoughts with Stephen Curry. Like, if you remember the deep thoughts, uh, the Jack Handy thing from SNL. And what's fascinating is I think before they were able to film all his stuff, the uh, the stay at home order hit. And so all of his stuff is just animated now. So it's like... (laughs) Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I see what happened here. Your production schedule was for him to be able just to come in for a couple days and shoot like all his stuff. And that was at the end of your production schedule. And this thing hit right when you were hitting that part of it. And so they just had an animator animate that stuff with his voice saying it probably from home. So it's just another one of those examples of how shows are adapting to what's going on now. And and it's a fun show. I, I just really enjoy it. 
And uh, Tessitore, he's a he's a broadcaster on ESPN. He's mostly a play-by-play guy, so that makes sense that he's a perfect straight man to, to wriggle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're good together. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoy them. I, they make the show for me, honestly. I don't know if I would like the show as much as I do if uh, if they weren't there. I might I might check it out. I don't know. I I just picked uh, watching people play mini golf. Is it so? Is it just regular? Is it is it celebrities playing or is it just they have celebrity things like celebrity judges? But it's just oh, okay. It, it's just ridiculous kind of stuff. And it, 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 unless you see it, it's hard to explain. But it, gotcha. it just doesn't. It's almost satirical. It almost is so over yeah. the top that it's just you can tell it's completely making fun of itself. So I think Danae is doing like yoga. I'm not really. I'm sure petting my dog. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my dog came into my recording studio and I couldn't resist because he's so cute. What about you, Jonathan? Um, I watched uh, season two of Homecoming that uh, premiered uh, uh, last weekend. I watched the the first season of Homecoming I talked about on a very early Beyond the Sins, mm-hmm. uh, which for those that don't remember, that's an Amazon Prime show. Julia Roberts was in the first season, and uh, it was kind of like a mystery thriller uh, thing. And then I don't know why I thought this, but for some reason in my mind, I was thinking the second season was going to be like, it was going to almost be like an anthology. It was going to be a different story, a different setting, which I thought was kind of weird because Homecoming actually factors into the first season, the the name Homecoming. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's not. It's uh, This actually ties into the first season, which I don't think that's a spoiler. They have a recap uh, right at the beginning. Um, but but Julia Roberts is gone. Janelle Monet is the star of this season. And it op- have you watched it yet, Aaron? I have. Oh, okay. Uh, I, all I'm going to say is Janelle Monet is uh, her character wakes up in a boat the very first scene in the middle of a lake. Um, she has no idea who she is. She does not know why she's there. And um, it just kind of goes from there. I don't really want to say much else. Uh, I will say uh, Janelle Monet is excellent. I don't know why she wouldn't be, but she's... Is she uh, excellent at TV sense? Excellent, excellent at TV sense. sense. She would be really good at TV sense. She's, she's, she's already great at acting and music, so I'm sure she could pull that off. Um, and uh, Chris Cooper also has a, a role on this show, and uh, it's kind of nice to see him in some Something with a little meat to it um i like um I, I i do like also there's something they do that i usually don't like but they i think it's like in the third or fourth episode where they actually show a little bit that's happened before all this they take a character they take a scene from an episode in the first season and they show you a different perspective on that sequel on that scene so all of a sudden that scene means something completely different than yeah. what you originally thought it meant I usually don't like that. I thought they did a very good job with that here. It's my favorite um, part of the series. It's my favorite part yeah, of the season. Yeah, and I, but I will say overall, just to talk about my reaction, Monet is great. Cooper's great. All, all the acting's good. I'm glad they gave that character from the first season more to do, actually, because she was really interesting in that scene. I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I wasn't as captivated, I don't think, as I was the first season, but like. The first season was like a 10. This would be like an 8 or 9 for me. So it's not like it's a huge drop-off. Um, I'm still really digging this show. I think the storyline itself might be a little too thin to keep going like this. But they only do 7 episodes uh, this season. They're only about 30 minutes each. So it's very... You can watch it like in a almost in one setting if you want to. Um, I watched it like in two settings on the same day. Um, I definitely recommend it still. I, I, I Like I said, it's a little... It's not quite as good as the first season, but I still really, really liked it. And um, if they make a third season, I'll I'll definitely watch it. Uh, but if it ends here, I think I'll be okay too. Um, if- it's a very interesting show. It's a very interesting show. Like, I don't, I don't know of any show that like, 
like like the just visually it's an interesting show the way they the way everything unfolds is really interesting um it's i don't know i i, I called the first season very de palma-esque i think it's still that way in the second season um i don't know i just i just really dig it it's a really cool it's a really fun show to watch it's uh sam esmail is the executive yes. producer right and did most yeah. of the first season directing um yep. it, it, it he he has a really great understanding of story turns and you can really feel that in both of these seasons. He's he's very aware of when the audience is ready to experience information. And that's yeah. a that's a real balancing act because you don't mm-hmm. want to be too far ahead of the audience and you don't want to be too far behind the audience. And he he does a great job at feeling out when the audience is ready to experience information. And I think that's true in season 2 as well. I season 2 to me feels kind of like a coda more than a sequel. It just it almost just feels like um like, a, oh, here's here's what happened after the important stuff was done. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's an element of that that's fine. I still enjoyed it, but makes it feel less important. And, I agree. And so I came out from, I came away from it going, I'm glad I saw it. But I also came away from it going, you know what, I, I wouldn't. I don't know that I felt what I would have missed much if I hadn't seen it, which is a weird thing to to kind of come away with. But um, if you liked the first season, I think it's a perfectly fine coda, you know, to the first season. Yeah, so. no, I mean, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely worth watching if you enjoyed it. And like I said, Janelle Monae is really good. I mean, just for her alone, it's worth watching. Um, I also, I still love how they, ke- I'm so glad they kept the, uh, I love how the action doesn't end when the credits start rolling. It's yeah. like such an interesting choice. I've never seen a show do this. And it's not like there's a lot really happening that you you nope. have to pay attention to it's just background stuff yep. it's so but but i never i never skip to the next episode like i watched the whole thing yes it's wild <laughs> it's it's a, such a strange aesthetic and such a strange choice but it yeah. works and it gives the show a very lived in feeling right because you've got yeah. at the end of every episode you've got this extra 10 to 15 minutes of the cameras just running there's actually a kind of a voyeuristic feel to it right where it's like yeah i'm just seeing this world that other shows cut away from you know they just go to the credits over black this show just leaves the camera running and it's just it's yeah, a for sure it's yeah i i kind of like that i think that's really interesting um what about you today i was gonna talk about a game but i'm flipping things over because i decided to randomly watch the amy schumer learns to cook show oh, on food network and uh, have you have you guys watched it no. i haven't but i i no, saw you okay. tweet about it okay um super didn't expect i didn't know what to expect i i don't mind amy schumer at all i don't know like what kind of person she is in her like day-to-day life Mm -hmm. except for that i follow her on instagram and i find her posts to be fantastic because it's often about just normalizing body and normalizing transitioning into being a mother and just like she's very bold and very honest about her own personal kind of like journey and things like this she's very very honest and i i respect that about women in general so I find her interesting in that way. And I think I saw her posting on Instagram about the Amy Schumer learns to cook. I don't even remember why I clicked on it, but I did. And I watched the one where they make tacos and I was laughing and I was fascinated. And I'm like, because this is this is a different kind of show. The whole pandemic situation has forced a really interesting shift in entertainment. And I'm really fascinated by that. You've got 
you know, people who are uh, reporters and journalists who are broadcasting from their living rooms and the camera guy is on the porch, like setting up their camera through the window so that they're keeping social distance, but also working. And so that's fascinating to me. There was a tweet of a of a woman who was broadcasting the news and then the someone took a picture from inside their house and like in her lap is her son. But you can't see that mm-hmm. because it's just from the chest up. And I love that because that's real life. And you know what? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, society. Let's figure out a new way to be able to like be involved in our lives and not like be so conformed to corporate because we don't have to go places. We can still just mm-hmm. we can still function very well from our home environment. I just love it. It's just making me so happy. Nice. And here on this show, they're genuinely in their their kitchen. They have um their own personal cameras set up around their mm-hmm. kitchen. Their nanny is the one that's kind of like doing the camera work from the other side. And they're making dinner as a family while their child sleeps. Like, hey, our kid is sleeping, so let's do this episode. Um, <laughs> I learned that Amy likes to drink because <laughs> she is pretty sure. Like, they start off this episode, for example, talking about how they're still hungover from the previous day when they recorded the previous episode and then they do like this little flashback to drinking like i think it was bloody mary's or something and so like we're just right in the middle of their lives this is their kitchen this is the food that they could get at the grocery store so she married a chef so he knows how to cook and so he gives her things to do it's interesting to see their relationship dynamic because she's kind of like this standoffish sort of snarky person me too and so i'm like oh my god is this sort of like how it would be if justin and i tried to do a cooking show and they're like you know ribbing at each other and you know reminding each other stories and then at one point in time she she calls i think it's danny devito she's like you know i'm gonna make this drink because it reminds me of danny devito i don't know if it was actually danny devito because i don't remember stuff and i probably should have written it down (laughs) but then she just like busts her cell phone she's like hey man and just want to let you know i just named a drink after you and he's like oh hey amy how's it going and he's on speakerphone and it's just like blows my mind and then they have like these fun little visuals that they cut in with like post-production but how this show is put together and like what they do in this little amount of time it's Mm -hmm. truly a glimpse into someone's life in a very intimate way because it's not your standard food network fake kitchen you know um this is just a genuine moment and i find that to be really really fascinating i hope that uh when life goes back to normal that we see more shows like this where it's more convenient for the people on the show than convenient for the corporations so i'll have to to check it out i love amy schumer i i think um, you'd really like it then she's um she was on the second or third season of that show last comic standing that was the Mm -hmm. first time i ever saw her yeah me too and i just thought she was amazing then i've watched her stand up ever since i've seen her chris and my wife and i went and saw her live when she came to nashville a few years ago um i think her tv show was really good inside amy schumer i thought that was very funny Mm -hmm. i don't know that her transition into movies was great i I, it's just i haven't really like loved her movies train wreck was okay uh but um i just i hate that when comics when stand-up comics get any kind of popularity and start doing tv shows and movies i just feel like they all get shit on and especially females and i've never understood that like everybody's like oh they sold out well one like, of the things i really I would think love to sell out by the way in a show like <laughs> right? i think uh in a show like this a, a comedian somebody who truly just has yeah. a genuine sense of humor has a chance to shine because you yeah. know, she's just being so quirky and quick and witty and she's in her element she's in her mm-hmm. home and there's a certain amount of i I don't know if you guys feel this in your life, but when you're in your power place where you're really able, there's my dog in the background, when you're really (laughs) able to kind of like shine and um, uh, showcase 
parts of your personality that don't really get to come out very often. When you take a comedian, you put them on a stage, you know, they're performing. When you take a comedian and they're in their own home, they're still performing because there's a camera there. But there's also a certain element, like I said, of just that like intimate relationship where you're Mm -hmm. you're being let in. And I think that's what we feel with social media. Like when you follow someone on Instagram and you really like them in movies or you like their music and then you're seeing kind of more behind the scenes of their life and you're sort of getting to learn more about them. You have this on YouTube, obviously, with major stars giving their home tours and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So it has that element to it. But then, of course, you still you get to learn how to cook and you get to learn how to make a cocktail. In fact, in 20 minutes, I knew how to make two cocktails. That's how many cocktails and they're <laughs> drinking them. So it, it just becomes very entertaining and it's fun to see Food Network just do something like this, too. So it's called, the show is called Amy Schumer Learns to Cook. And I highly recommend it. I will check that out. Should it be called Amy Schumer learns to cook and also to drink? Like, is that <laughs> she knows how to drink already? Oh, a- Amy Schumer already knows how to drink, so she's learning how to cook. That should be the <laughs> that should be the full title. It's fun. That's going to wrap it up for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. You can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. Good job, Danae. That was very well done. Oh, leave me alone. And Sam, <laughs> he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and myself, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BehindTheSinsPod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Hello. Howdy. What's up? Oh, you know. Just getting ready to do a show and stuff. Everybody kind of looks like uh, the person voicing them, with the exception of Archer. Because H. John Benjamin looks nothing like that. Uh, H. John Benjamin's voice looks like Archer. (laughs) There you go. I also apparently haven't talked today, so I have, like, the deeper registry going on. Ooh, sexy voice. I know, even though I haven't smoked in, I guess, eight, I guess almost nine, I guess nine years, actually, now, because it was some, it was in May when I quit right before my daughter was born, and she'll be nine in July, so I guess it's been nine years. Um, I still feel like I have that morning smoker voice. I don't think that ever goes away once you smoke for a while. Well, I think it's, like, part of just also your vocal cords haven't Probably. warmed up. Mm-hmm. But uh-huh. I mean, I, I'm sure I've done enough damage to my body to where <coughs> some of that stuck around. Oh, she's got but Corona. The- she's got Corona. She coughs. She's got <laughs> this Corona. Is why, this is why we're in separate places. I think the lungs regenerate, though. I hope yeah. so. I smoked for a long time <laughs> and I smoked a lot. Like I was like a three pack a day guy. So it was a lot. Good I know. God. Yeah. I can't even imagine that now. Three packs a day. How many in a pack? Uh, 20 maybe. Wow. So like 60 cigs a day. So that's just chain smoking at that point, right? I mean, yeah. Like if you just like, that's just like sitting at home or like every time you're like, well, the other thing is I, I had a job for a couple years where I drove a lot. Mm. So, I mean, driving, you can just, you just keep smoking. I mean, Okay. So within 12 hours of your last cigarette, the levels of carbon monoxide in your blood return to normal. Wow. Um, Within two to three weeks, the cilia in your lungs uh, or the lungs begin to improve. And then the cilia takes about nine months to repair. But then I remember, and this is just a super quick Google search, but I remember reading something like about at seven at the seven year mark, your lung tissue has pretty much gone through enough recycling mm-hmm. that um, it's good. You know, you're good.
by the way, that would be like about $30 a day now. If yeah. I was still smoking three packs a day. Good uh, Lord. I would buy cartons. So that saved a little. Back then, even though it was still like probably three bucks a pack, two fifty a pack. And you were a heavy smoker for how long? Um, I did start a little later. I mean, I was I was legal age when I officially started. I was probably 18 or 19. So I smoked till I was, what's nine years ago? I was 35. So seven, 15 uh, years. Uh, 17 years. Yeah. I did quit for a little bit. Because when my dad got cancer, I quit. But then uh, when he died, like 10 months later, I started smoking again. Yeah. Like pretty much the day he died. So yeah. It happens. Uh, well, it's such it becomes such a, uh, uh, even more than a physical thing, it becomes a psychological yeah. thing, too, in those moments oh, where you just you just need that. You know, it's like me. It's like me eating carbs. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, just like, yeah, for sure. I have been eating well, so did, many like, carbs. <laughs> Well, and it's like once you stop smoking too, like seriously, like I gained 20 pounds like very quickly because I ate so much after I quit smoking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, but I'm completely like not only do I not smoke, but like I don't even because like I would chew on pens and I had to have something in my mouth like constantly. And I don't oral fixation. I don't do that anymore. Uh, Yeah. I quit giving blowjobs and um... (laughs) (laughs) I remember when I quit smoking cigarettes, there was this moment where I was in the car. Yeah. And my friends and I would just drive around and talk and listen to music and all this stuff. And whenever a good song came on the radio or whatever, or we played it on our iPods or whatever we had, um, (laughs) it was always this thing like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the back in the old days when you had to use a weird, gigantic eight track cassette, you never knew it was going to play. But you did because it was only a few songs. <laughs> anyway, a song would come on the radio. We'd be like, yeah, this one. And then to celebrate the song, we would smoke cigarette. So years after quitting smoking, I would still have that thing where a song would come on the radio and I would immediately be like, man, I want to smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. So poker, then, like, there's like, there's the well, there's the weird habit thing, like mm-hmm. listening to a song or poker. But then there's the physical attachment that your body has legitimately created mm-hmm. a craving for this outlet, which is the same for like, well, anything that we ingest. Sugar, man. Ooh. Sugar. Sugar. Is a huge one. Uh-huh. That's mine. Yeah, my mom used to, she used to drink like crazy sweet tea. And um, I, I could never even take a sip of her tea because it was just basically just sugar and, and flavored mm-hmm. water. And then now she's worked for years at, well, she had, um, she had to take this uh, radioactive pill mm-hmm. last year uh, to help treat cancer. And there was this whole diet that was leading up to taking that pill. And so she had to just do a lot of elimination of different things. And by the time she came out of that, her whole palate had shifted. And so now she doesn't even crave sugar or like the flavor of it any longer. Mm-hmm. So that's been interesting. Oh, that's- her whole Her whole palate's different now. Man, when I quit soda, I had I had the worst migraines for about a month and a half. I, w- I had really horrible headaches, mm-hmm. and then finally, finally, my body shifted out. Uh, so now I don't. I haven't had. I haven't drank soda for a really long time because I was drinking so much of it, and then I just shifted over into a little bit of coffee and tea. So that's my caffeine. Yeah, intake. that's that's what my wife does. Coffee now. If she doesn't drink soda anymore, if a doctor yeah. ever tells me you will not live if you don't stop drinking, I will do it then. But I'm going to hold on to soda <laughs> as long as I can. <laughs> I will destroy my body. I just want this. I know a couple people who got off of meth. So mm. 
and that I was bet a that's night bad too. Yeah, it, it was really. I think horrible. I know one of those people, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And yep. uh, and man, I just I remember that that battle it was, was awful. It's a life battle. It's just a life oh, battle yeah. because it yeah. could because that can kick in that craving or addiction that the psychological and even physical addiction from those things can kick in at any moment the rest of your life yeah, in she, a huge her, way. Apparently. Her major motivation was getting pregnant. You know, yeah. she's like, okay, I'm done. And she cold turkey, but she had tried to get free of it for years. And she's just like the, the body's craving and the pain that she would experience and all that. It, it outweighs, you know, that she knows it was slowly killing her. Yeah. So drugs are fucked up. My my, I remember my teacher explaining it to me like this, and so this is really like basic level, but it's always stuck in my mind. Like you and in, you inhale the the chemicals, and your body doesn't have anywhere to put those chemicals, and so it ends up kind of creating a key and lock system. So like you've just in, inhaled a whole bunch of keys, and it's trying to figure out what to mm-hmm. do with them, and so it creates a lock, and then those keys have a place to go into the lock and then it makes sense. There's an equilibrium, there's a balance, there's that the way that the body does what it does. Yeah. And so when you stop inhaling keys and your body is still making a whole bunch of locks, there's that time frame where it doesn't know to not make those locks any longer. And so your body's craving the key that goes with the lock to make a balance. And so I've always kind of kept that with me as I've... Hmm. That's a good way to explain yeah, it. I've great. never heard that before. So do you uh, think people will enjoy the uh, drug, com- the 15-minute drug conversation <laughs> for our outtakes this week? No, we. this is our conversation. What they want to no, hear this one is... In. I think people could benefit from this. <laughs> there are still times now, like all these years later, where I'll be hanging out. For example, a high school reunion just happened recently, and it had been a long time since I'd smoked. And... There's all the people hanging out on the on that, that smoke, and I was mm-hmm. went out to hang out with them. Don't obviously I don't have any cigarettes, and I thought, you know, hey, I'm having some beer, I'm having a good time. Like I want to bond and have a cigarette, and I just in my mind I said, if nobody offers one, you're not going to have one, mm-hmm. and nobody offered me one, so I didn't end up having one. But I knew I would if they had offered it, which is just a weird thing because after all these years, why would I do that again? Um, I don't. I will never pick up the habit again. Mm-hmm. But there's still part of me that's like, I wonder what the flavor would be like, you know, of inhaling chemicals and burning lung tissue. I don't think you would like it. <laughs> I don't think you would like it. I've also smoked pot. And then also, um, what are they called? I don't, my, my brain is, guys, Blows? today's show is going to be so bad. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're talking, like you're talking or... about like LSD we... and. Uh... No, you guys, uh, the electric cigarettes. <laughs> vaping? Um, vaping. Vaping. Yeah. Thank you. God, I could not think of that word. It's. It's the sensation of drawing something, this is going to sound so fucked up, thick and substancy mm. into my lungs right. that I I think that sensation is something that's just unique because air isn't the same, you know, it doesn't have like a texture to it or like a thickness to it. Mm-hmm. So, but when I vape, I, I tried vaping just to see if it would kind of check that box for me of the curiosity of inhaling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> weird to talk about <laughs> um but i really did not like vaping it was way too it was it was not good for me um, yeah yeah it was something I, though since you brought those up i will tell you that's a pretty easy one to get over because it when you start having kids and stuff you don't have time for that shit you're like what i gotta <laughs> i gotta i got 12 hours to trip no i don't uh, i <laughs> If you can find me like a pill that, you know, lets me trip for like 45 minutes, like the, you know, like the time the Murder, She Wrote episode's over, uh, maybe. 
So my intro today is probably going to be like, I'm not pooping. Are you going to be okay with that, Jonathan? Yeah, no, you're fine. It's okay, fine. okay. It was just... Uh, we'll have was, we'll have that. I just don't like visuals. I Because I've had friends that'll send me a pic, like smiling or something. Like, they'll just show their face, but they're clearly... Of them the on, the, on, the, on the pooper? Because they know it freaks me. Because they know I don't enjoy oh. it. Oh. Uh, <gasps> it's all good. It's a weird thing. I just... But, you know, it's my thing. Whatever. I, it's you, not a weird thing. I mean, I also have a weird thing about dirty clothes, and that's why I do laundry, like, constantly. And I'm I'm odd. I'm high maintenance. That's cool. But if you marry me, embrace it. I will. Do, you will never have to worry about laundry because I'll do it. Sold. <laughs> Sold. Let's set Sold. the date. Sold. Sold. <laughs> All right. Let's. Uh, let's. No. 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 I want to tell you a story real quick. Oh, tell us a story today. <laughs> tell us a okay, story. Okay. Because clean clean the rooms reminded me of this. So the other day I was over um, at a friend's house. I ran over there real quick, and she she's like, "Hey, uh, come upstairs with me." And so I'd never been upstairs before. Mm-hmm. Uh, she opens the door at the top of the stairs, and she goes in, and she's like looking for something she's you know moving furniture and she's lifting up piles of clothes and my friend she's going oh man can't find it oh not over here either oh, i really thought man i really thought that i would find her and i was like find find her find it what are you looking for she's like oh our snake got out <laughs> i was standing in this room and they have like a massive snake probably like a five foot long snake that they keep in this big uh aquarium thing and they cannot find the snake in their house and i'm just like oh my god what if it falls from the ceiling so then i start feeling itchy and so i'm standing in the doorway like i'm looking for my exits <laughs> i'm realizing <laughs> i have i must have a thing with snakes that i didn't realize i had before but i don't know I just feel like, in general, if you're going, like, give the person a heads up. Hey, do you want to come upstairs and search for a missing snake with me? <laughs> can can it's I? It's not just, a pickup line, Aaron. No, can I just say I'm trying this out next time I have have somebody over? Hey, want to come upstairs and search for my snake? <laughs> I had a cousin who was going to the Olympics and then wrecked while oh, riding no. his bike and was in a coma for six months. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, let's start the show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he's fine now. He's he's doing... <laughs> Sorry. I knew a guy that got drafted by the Mets and uh, oh fell from a tree <laughs> and broke like every bone in his body. Oh it's just God. like, is it the new game is let's see the most depressing thing you can say yeah. right before that's going that into the show. Of. That is really hard to do, by the way. I'm impressed that you're able to do that every week because that is that is insane. I can't do that. You're impressed. I can spell my name. That's awesome. No, like really quickly though. There's too many e's, and and then you have to go straight into an s. It's like d e n e e s a y s. I I can't do it without like pausing. It's like it's like tip, it's like and something. She says it the exact same every week. It's like the exact like she nails it. Like it's just crazy. It's like you with Iris. You know, you spelled your name. Good job. You did. That's not what I meant. Oh, honey, look at you. I'm You're just so kidding. Mean. I know that's not what you meant. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 